0: digest podcast my name is matt i'm one of your lovely hosts on this show i'm joined today by another familiar face to the show tom how's it going
1: hey man this is tom live
0: from tom's apartment (laughs) (laughs) and uh we're also joined today by travis travis how's it going
2: Hey guys, it's going well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is episode twenty-three of the Cinephiles Digest podcast. Uh, on this week's show, we're going to be talking about two. Well, we'll have featured reviews of two new releases. We're going to be talking about Greta Gerwig's directorial debut, *Lady Bird*. This movie's hot, 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 hot right now. Sizzling. Everyone's loving. Steaming up the screen. Too hot to touch. And we're also going to be talking about three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, later on in the show, as so well as some other stuff we've been watching, uh, some, some of the usual shenanigans. Uh, that voice you heard prior to mine, that was not Travis. That was Paris. <laughs> we tricked you. Fooled you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paris is taking Travis's place on the show today because he is in Arizona at an EDM festival.
2: He likes to waste his time.
0: Which, for those of you who aren't millennials, that stands for electronic dance music. And it is terrible. So Travis is just the having an awful The least danceable music you could actually
1: think
2: of. <laughs> <laughs> Travis is going to be real mad when he listens to this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Travis has terrible taste in everything, including movies, including movies.
2: Wow,
0: For those who didn't listen to last episode, he gave Thor Ragnarok 1 out of 5.
2: I'm going to no comment this. He's not <laughs>
0: actually in Arizona. He's been excommunicated from the podcast.
3: <laughs> I am Travis now. We
0: consulted the board, uh the Cinephiles Digest board, permanently and they replaced. decided,
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> Write us if you think that was a good decision.
0: <laughs> uh no, Travis will be back next back next time. Um but uh, yeah, so we got a fun show for you guys. Uh, before we get into the movie stuff, what's uh, what's going on with you guys? Paris, you can go first. It's been a little while since we had you on. I think it was Blade Runner was the last time you were here.
2: Yeah, um, not too much has changed. Just kind of working, doing all that kind of stuff. Saw some cool shows. Um, gonna see a cool show tonight, actually, with you, Matt.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're seeing uh, Citizen and Sorority Noise. Sorority noise. Mm -hmm. That's a good name.
2: Amazing. Okay. So maybe a little strong, but (laughs) (laughs) I really like uh,
1: the band that you would picture at a house party. No. From like a
2: yeah, they're all the frats.
1: Jimmy World music video.
2: Um, maybe.
1: (laughs)
0: Uh yeah, so that's cool. But other than that, not much is new.
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think of other new things that have happened in my life since then and it's basically nothing
1: if anything comes to mind you can just you can just jump right in
2: i will yell it out during one of y'all's intros yes right.
0: please what about you tom what's going
3: on
1: uh well we had some friends visiting they have two young children and uh actually yesterday we went to the park just up not far from my apartment there's a playground there And uh, it was just me and the dad and then these two kids who are three and five. And the second they hit the playground, they split up, right? And dad goes and follows one of the kids. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm supposed to be watching this other kid. That's my (laughs) job. I've never had this experience before. So I was just there with the parents watching some three-year-old walk around. And then, like, every once in a while, he'd come over to me and he'd just be like, well, just don't make sure she runs or make sure she doesn't run behind the swing. She does that. And I was like, oh, okay, run what, what do you, what are you, you know, like they kiss swing. or oh. swing in and you know, she's three, she just does whatever. And I was like, oh shit, what do you, okay. <laughs> you actually just have to like go and run and grab them.
0: You don't just, yep. like, carry a football and we see him take off. You just, like, <laughs> throw it right at the kid knock him over before they get the swing. I don't know, but that it had me, like, like the best rethinking
1: solution. those monkey backpacks. I was like, maybe that is a not so bad an idea. You know what I'm talking about? The, no. The, like, leash backpacks that they make look like a monkey or whatever. Like a Disneyland or <laughs> So whatever. I've definitely
2: seen, like, kids on leashes, but never in <laughs> yeah. monkey form. So yeah. it's new for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was pretty crazy, though, you know? Like, one of the kids would be like, Dad, Dad, watch me. And then, oh, we're switching. I'm watching the other kid now. It was like, you had to be on your game
2: have you never babysat or anything
1: before? no and i'm an only child so
2: so you hate all children
1: (laughs) didn't say that those (laughs) kids are awesome
3: um
1: yeah that's pretty much it lately i did have a funny experience at uh 7-eleven because i went to go do our annual rolling rock collection annual
3: Annual. (laughs)
2: we just buy like 2018 packs a year and just keep a stash for sure 20 would not be enough
1: (laughs) well i brought it up to check out and the guy was like huh and you know it was 18 it was 18 beers for like 10.99 and he's like that's uh that's cheaper than soda and i was like yeah
2: it's also better than soda (laughs) fun fact
0: uh well it also sponsors don't we have like a like a huge soda tax here now? Has that yes. started yet? Yes.
1: Is that true? Choke <laughs> <laughs> on your Coca-Cola over there, Paris? She's just so sad. She loves soda so much. <laughs>
2: I'm really sad about it. No, I said yes very firmly, but I'm not actually 100% sure that it's started. I know that if it hasn't, it will be soon. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: we did vote in like a pretty hefty soda tax. It's like per ounce, I think, or?
1: Something. I don't know. I think so. But Rolling Rock is clearly exempt and they are putting out some pretty tempting prices.
0: Oh, yeah. That's their uh, that's their business model. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool.
1: What's new okay. with you, Matt?
0: Oh, not a whole lot. Just gearing up for the holiday season. Getting ready to spend uh, a lot of money I don't have on a lot of things I don't need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but- Fight club style. Fight club style, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's been good. You know, just working. Watching movies uh playing some video games and playing a ton of mario odyssey which has been incredible
3: Mm -hmm. it's been
0: a good time and i bought the new south park game talking to tom about that a little bit beforehand but it came with the stick of truth which is the first well not the first south park game but the one from like three years ago or something
1: are you playing them in order
0: i wanted to play that first because if i if i played the new one first i would never go back to stick of truth so working my way through that it's pretty fun uh but yeah I probably went to a show or something in between last time we recorded now, but I don't remember. I don't
2: think you did since Hobo section. Oh, I went to
1: a show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours, Shay, plays in a band called Maltby. And, Maltby? Uh, cool. Check them out. They just put out a new uh, EP. I think they're going to be on Spotify soon.
2: Is that M-A-L-T-B-Y?
1: <sighs> yes. They played at the Sunset. That was my first time at that uh, venue. It was yeah. pretty cool.
0: I've never been to the Sunset. Nor have I.
1: Yeah. It's a you know intimate small little back area.
0: Sweet, and I want to check it out sometime. There's usually there's <clears throat> usually shows happening there every couple months that I want to go to. I just never do.
1: Yeah, it was popular. People clearly you know like to go there for pretty much every show.
2: For sure.
0: Cool beans. All right, you guys ready to talk about some movies? Hell yeah. We're gonna start off with Lady Bird. Uh, we have a clip. Let's uh, let's listen in.
2: I want to go where culture is, but like New York, I or at least snob. Connecticut or New Hampshire, when where writers live in
3: the woods. Get into
1: those schools anyway.
0: Alright, Lady Bird is the directorial debut from Greta Gerwig, actress you would know from films such as Frances Ha, Hannah Takes the Stairs, Greenberg, uh, uh,
1: Mistress mostly, America.
0: Yeah, mostly Noah Baumbach's films, um, she's been in some other stuff too. But...
1: They are now Lovers.
3: Mm-hmm. Wait, are they? are they?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I do not know that. This is brand new information.
1: Well, uh, I heard it secondhand, so... You know, don't quote Neither me. of them told you directly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a while <clears throat> since
1: we talked.
0: <laughs> uh, the film stars Saoirse Ronan, Adia Rush, Timothy Calumet, uh, Tracy Letts, Laurie Metcalf. Pretty good cast. Plot synopsis, short and sweet, the adventures of a young woman living in Northern California for a year. Doesn't really tell you much about oh, the movie. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Uh, what did you guys think of Lady Bird?
1: You first, Paris.
2: Um, while I was watching it, I really enjoyed it. I felt like it was very authentic. And having grown up in California, I related to a lot of what was going on there. Even though Sacramento, as they dis- as they literally say in the movie, is the Midwest of California. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's garbage. Don't go there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Sacramento blows. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I felt like it... It definitely felt like a year in the life of a high school senior in Sacramento, Mm -hmm. which I really appreciated.
1: Mm Tom? Uh, I loved it. I don't, I I mean, so there are a lot of things I connect with. Like the year was 2002. I think Mm -hmm. that they said that she's a senior. So that's a little bit before my time, but still like I was old enough to kind of have a sense for what the early 2000s were like. Um. I definitely related with like wanting to go to a liberal arts college. That was far from where I was <laughs> living. <For sure. laughs> uh, but some of the other stuff like, you know, the mother daughter relationship or the Catholic school, um, some of those other things I, I didn't really relate with that much, but it still felt so like familiar, so real. Um, I loved the pacing of it. I never got bored. I like the way that they take you through like the school year. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a really big fan. It I, was one of my favorite movies of the year.
0: Awesome. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, there was a lot of hype behind the movie, so I had pretty high expectations. Um, and I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, but there are quite a few little nitpicky things <laughs> with this movie. Uh, we can start with the pacing, so you had brought that up. Mm-hmm. And i i like it and i have issues with it it's kind of maybe choppy is not the right word but it kind of scenes will end very abruptly like at a part in a conversation you wouldn't necessarily expect the scene to end and it's also pretty rapid it's a short movie but it covers most of an entire year Mm -hmm. and you can sense the progression of time based on milestones. So there's Thanksgiving and Christmas and prom, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of gives it a sense of place and time. But I also, the, it feels like Greta Gerwig tried to cram as much as she possibly could into this film, as far as trying to make like a comprehensive coming-of-age story that is still through the lens of one particular character. But I found the supporting characters so interesting, and I feel like I really only got to know a couple of them. And we'd get little bits and pieces of other Minor characters that I found very intriguing, but never went anywhere. Yeah. So, like, there's the example of uh, the priest at the Catholic school who teaches uh, theater.
1: Totally.
3: Yeah.
0: I wanted to see more about his story. I was really interested in the the father, played by Tracy Letts. Uh, he's really not in the film that much, but they get into... Um, you know, that he's struggled with depression and that he is always Mr. Nice Guy and the mom is always having to be the mean one. And you see that side, but as far as the dad, like he just kind of comes in, you know, is supportive of Lady Bird and kind of disappears. But I wanted more of his character. It would – there were lots of little story threads that I wanted it to pursue, but she – it seemed like there were particular threads she wanted to follow – that weren't necessarily the ones that I wanted her to follow. Mm. I found it all interesting. Um, but it, the the pacing kind of threw me off. And I just feel like scenes ended pretty abruptly sometimes. There was know. a
2: couple scenes where I wanted it to linger a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a second to appreciate what I just saw. because Which is generally what we see in these types of films. Um, in those settings uh, where scenes often will linger and kind of be quiet and kind of allow you to appreciate what's happening um but again i think it it was one of those things where you're trying to cram a full year of a a full high school year where there's a lot of different stuff going on and what do you choose to focus on and what kind of kind of quickly go through everything
1: yeah i mean i i know what you mean because like i loved all these little side characters that you just get glimpses of but i kind of think that that's that's what makes the movie really relatable. Uh, just when I'm, I think back to like senior year, you know, and when you're in high school, things just sort of happen to you and you don't have time to really process it because, sure. because it's moving so fast, you know, you really do blow through, especially senior year, mm-hmm. um, because you have so much expectations for what's coming on. And then also when you're that young, you're really just focused on your own experience. So I think everybody can, can, uh, think back to high school and remember like this sort of ridiculous cast of cliche <laughs> characters. A lot of these characters are, are really cliche. Not, not all of them for sure, but like the, the drama teacher you were talking about, the theater teacher, he's, he's definitely like, he feels really original, but uh, like the JV coach, the JV football coach, <laughs> he, was <hilarious. laughs> he was so oh. funny. Uh, you know, just a little stuff like that, but, but you don't get time to explore every, person's life except for like your best friend you know when, yeah. you, when you're in high school and and you just have to kind of realize that you missed a lot of what was happening happening around you um
2: and i think i mean she's coming from a, the the main character she's coming from a pretty she's she's pretty narcissistic in a yeah. general sense and well, so i think yeah. if you're going through as any high school senior i think is but even more so for her and so i think if you're going through that story she's gonna go at it from like a very ladybird focused perspective mm-hmm. where it's pretty much just her story and like we don't really care about the other characters because that's not really what she's focused on at that time.
1: Yeah, just trying to establish her own identity with yeah. her name and with what she's doing. But
0: in the movie, I mean the movie does acknowledge the fact that she's selfish and that as the movie progresses and starts to get towards the end, she becomes a little bit more self-aware and starts to realize that she's maybe taking some people in her life for granted, not really giving them the appreciation and love they deserve. But still at the end of the day, she's still young and and selfish and is, you know, only not maybe not only thinking about herself, but primarily she just wants to fulfill her goals and isn't exactly concerned about how it may affect the other people in her life, especially her best friend who they kind of become, estranged over the course of the movie yeah mm-hmm. um i thought the performances in this movie were, were fantastic pretty much across yes. the amazing board. yes sarah ronan was incredible she plays lady Bird. uh the parents tracy Letts and laurie morton laurie metcalf were great uh lucas hedges um Is was he in- the
1: uh manchester kid yes. yeah
0: manchester by the sea and he's also in three billboards mm, okay kids mm-hmm. blowing up right now
1: Yeah, he was really, really good.
3: Did
0: you notice uh, Greg from It Follows?
1: Greg, I don't remember which one Greg is. Greg
0: is the one that uh, she sleeps with at the hospital, hmm. and the he's
2: her, like the cool Paul's, guy. Yeah, he's like I the neighbor know. who I, has I the only car. Saw it
1: that one time, or, or sen- I haven't seen
2: it since. It What's came funny out. though is I feel like he played a very similar character in this. Who was like, he? He was the
0: boyfriend of the shitty preppy girl oh, that she becomes yeah. friends with. Yeah, he ba- he doesn't really talk much at all. But he you got the of... same
2: vibe. Like it was really interesting. Yeah, was typecast he, as a. Shitty rebel bad boy. <laughs> Too cool for school. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Um, so yeah, I really like the performances in this movie. I thought it was very true life. It felt very organic.
1: I mean, what you were saying before we got started, Paris, and what, what Sarah was saying was that this was basically their experience with their mother growing up, yeah. or lo- at least really Relatable. familiar things. Like
2: There was so much where it was like, There was a couple scenes, especially, where I was like, that is exactly the experience I've had with my mother. For example, um, whatchamacallit, Lucas... Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges is saying something about how Lady Bird's mom is, like, harsh or something. And she's like, my mom is very warm. She just loves a lot, despite all the negative you know, relationship that she might have with her mother, she still is like, immediately come to her defense. And that was definitely something I could relate with. If any of my friends ever said anything about my mom, I would yeah. always be like, she's great. You don't know. <laughs> despite whatever negative feelings I was having at the moment. This
1: movie is, like, made for women aged 24 to 34 yes <laughs> if you are in that demographic you will probably and grew up in america you will probably love this movie <laughs> yeah uh, i also really appreciate it as far as the
0: like the family dynamic uh between ladybird and her mother that even within a single scene you could see like the full spectrum of their relationship yeah like when they're shopping at like the oh. the consignment that store, with the Goodwill. Perfect. They get in a
2: fight and then immediately, Oh my god, that dress is perfect, you know, like <laughs> And that's exactly <clears throat> what it's like being a teenager and having a mother that you're close with, but it you have that type of relationship. I a hundred percent related to that. It's like that thing where like you are very close and you do, you know, have those moments, but also you have those moments where you're like, God, I just uh Yeah, totally. And it, like I
0: appreciated how organic the movie felt but i i wanted it to take that next step and try to say something profound or maybe it just there are a lot of movies like this and this is certainly one of the better ones but i feel like it's not really treading any new territory it's handling the subject matter very well and you know maybe it's just because There's maybe not as much in it that I'm able to relate to that kind of put it on that next level or took it to the next level for me as far as being able to like have that emotional reaction to it. I certainly thought it was sad at times and it was very funny at times, but it just didn't quite reach that like top tier movie experience that I was maybe five beginning into.
2: Yeah. I mean, but you were telling me after the movie that this. The director, she grew up in Sacramento, um, went to a Catholic school like in two thousand two, and this is it. And then went to art school, and it, like it seemed like that this was just her story of her senior year of high school, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the most part,
2: yeah, it's clearly
0: very personal. Like she's a lot of I don't know, you know, how much of it is drawn from her own life. Clearly, there's quite a bit that is, yeah. But- um, and I also I didn't love the ending of the movie.
2: Mm. Can we talk about the ending a little <laughs> bit?
0: Uh yeah, I mean we can do like a, a brief like spoiler I don't think section. It's, I
2: mean I don't think it's super spoilery. But I mean
0: to really elaborate on why we might not like it, we okay. should probably need to give a specific. Mm. So uh, anything more generally speaking though? Yeah, I mean
1: I one thing we haven't really talked a lot about is that this movie is really funny.
3: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Think you it didn't think that it, was
1: that it was is, funny. I was laughing the whole time.
2: And see, Matt afterwards was like, "You didn't even laugh that much," and I was like, "I did. I just. I thought there was so much funny. Not a lot of gut busting laugh out loud moments. Although there were like three or four where I was dying, but it was just a really, really funny, off kilter funny mm.
3: movie.
0: See, so you, you. We uh, talked about this after we saw it, but I feel like a. a Kind of similar movie that I think is I enjoy a little bit more is Edge of Seventeen. No, did you ever see that, Tom? I
1: didn't see it. Don't.
0: I think Edge of Seventeen is significantly more funny than, than mm. Lady Bird. So it's more stylized, though. This is definitely a more true to life coming of age story than mm-hmm. Edge of Seventeen. But mm-hmm. Edge of Seventeen, it's it feels more like heavily written. Like the character's really witty, and there's a little more drama. Mm. But I don't know. It just it all. It still felt real when it needed to for me, anyway.
2: I I, I enjoyed that movie a little bit more than Lady Bird. So I went and saw Edge of, Edge of Seventeen. Actually, I think last Thanksgiving with my dad mm-hmm. because I didn't want to see it. He did, and he said, "I can't go into a theater about a, a movie about a seventeen-year-old girl by myself. That's super weird." <laughs> I was like, "For sure, yeah, that's weird. I'll go with you." And he really liked it. A lot of people really liked it. I did not. I found it trite and stupid and the rap the ending of that movie basically everything gets wrapped up in a neat little bow but there's no actual like there's a conflict and then there's the ending but i didn't feel like there was any resolution mm. to that it's just like this is so much worse than lady Bird. Says, no, that's which great. is excellent it <laughs> is although uh, a lot of people are making um whatchamacallit comparisons of the two and some mm-hmm. people are saying that the other one is better but i would highly disagree
0: there are two acclaimed coming of age films written and directed by women with women in the lead role so yeah. you know it makes sense that came out a year apart like it makes yeah. sense to draw the comparison mm-hmm. um but having said that i do think it's a really it's a really enjoyable movie i just didn't think it was maybe lady as funny Bird. as you guys yeah lady Bird. Mm-hmm. i just maybe i didn't find it as funny as you guys i don't know
2: one more thing I really want to touch Whatever on quickly before <laughs> Matt hates this movie. No, um, one of the other character threads that I wish we had touched on more was her, the Lucas Hedges story with her first boyfriend.
3: Mm-hmm. The
2: it, it touches on it and then it like wraps up a little bit at the end. But I wanted to hear that was another one where I wanted to know more about it. Or follow right, you just more.
1: don't get you don't get a ton of detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful moment, though. it's a couple of real powerful moments. Yeah. The there, are, there
0: are a few, for sure. That that being one of them. Um, okay, we can do a, a brief spoiler section just to get into like a couple little specific things. Sure. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Okay, what did you guys hate about the ending?
0: Well, so we should give our star ratings first.
1: <laughs> Five stars.
0: It's four and a half.
2: 3.5.
1: and 3.5. Whoa, okay. okay. Hold so, on, we have two so, things. Matt... <laughs> You complained about this movie way too much to give it a 4.5. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it's just, it's very close to a five, but uh-huh, there are uh-huh. those little okay. things that, and I just feel like it's not quite there for me. Like it didn't resonate with So me you wanted it to be longer. longer. It could have been a little
2: longer. Yeah. I mean, 15 minutes longer. If that gave it time to expound on some of the stories, yeah. Mm. And then 3.5? So Ouch. I, I go back and forth with this because while I was watching the movie, I was like at a five. I was super into it, and I felt like, man, this is just such an authentic picture of what's happening, and I don't know. And then sitting on it a little bit, I kind of I kind of lost some of it. It went down a little bit for me. And honestly, seeing three billboards the next day made it go down a little bit for me. Damn. <laughs> made Lady Bird go down. I would like to rewatch it and see how I feel about it. Probably would go up, but... And I feel like I'm not maybe giving enough credit, giving it a three point five. I almost gave it a three, but yeah. Yikes. It, it it felt very you know what? I, I I'm gonna go up to a four. There we because go. Because I There yeah, we go. No, I
1: That's a four point five average.
2: Yeah. I'll give I'll give it a four. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: one of this year's can't miss movies.
2: I would say definitely go see
3: it.
0: Yeah, and clearly everyone is like well, the screening we went to was very crowded. Tom, mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, you said you went on like a Thursday, and it was yeah, it's pretty crowded. busy. I mean,
1: I, I don't know. I, I just think this was a, one of the best of the year. I think this was better than the Big Sick, probably for me.
0: Well, definitely not for me. Yeah,
1: I, know. I haven't it's seen the Big Sick. You <laughs> love the Big Sick. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm new. It's really good. I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. <laughs> Doesn't matter.
0: Okay, well, let's get into some brief spoiler stuff. So if you haven't yet seen Lady Bird, uh, check the show. And I'll skip ahead a couple minutes. I think we mostly just want to talk about the ending. but yep. uh, So let's do that. So the ending of this movie, she flies out of Sacramento, goes to mm-hmm. liberal arts school in New York. Um, and all the stuff with uh, going to the party and she gets she drinks too much and she gets taken away on an ambulance and then goes to the church. and
2: It felt very tacked on to me. There was a lot. I
0: mean... And I don't know how much it really served the story. Those That last, like, 10, 15 minutes, I really don't know what we really got out of that.
1: Well, what we got was that it took longer for her relationship with her mother to, you know, progress, I guess. Uh, And then...
2: I really liked that part with with the letter and then her calling her mom at the end.
1: Yeah, so there's the phone call... There's like when she wakes up at the hospital after a night, a stupid night of overdrinking, and then there's a kid there with like an injured eye. and it's like, oh, okay, there are yeah. other people. you know it's it's just sort of cr- trying to hint at continued growth, I think, and continued realization. She also chooses to start going by her the name that her mother g- gave her, which is Christine instead of introducing really like herself as Lady Bird. Um, you know, so she's finally out in the world making some of her own choices and you get to see how there's going to be a little bit of both now. It's not just going to be selfish senior year Lady Bird. There will also be, you know, new learning and uh, recognizing what's been given.
0: Yeah, see, her. I feel like what would have been a better ending for me was if it ended at that party, when she, the guy that she's talking mm. to asks where she's from, and she says Sacramento, and he says what? And then she says San Francisco, <laughs> and then she gives her name, and she says Christine, and she, it, you can tell it feels weird coming out of her mouth. Because part of what I like most about this movie is that it's a coming of age story, but by the end of it, she hasn't like found herself. Yeah. In a way, she's maybe more lost than she has ever been. You could because- tell that.
2: Any sort of self realization, coming like becoming mature, like all that stuff definitely happened after the movie. That was not any <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure the the movie ends and she's not there. Maybe she's closer to that, but but I
0: would have liked for it to end with her saying, introducing herself as Christine, it feeling weird, and then maybe just like taking a swig from the, straight from the liquor bottle mm-hmm. and then it just ends there or something, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like that's more, maybe more fitting to her character and also just uh, the growth yet to come, I guess, and that she's still trying to find out her place in the world and what makes her comfortable and I don't know. And clearly, you would have fit in the mom resolution of the with the, of the mom story before doing right. that.
2: Yeah, but like maybe she could have left the voicemail after she got the letters. Yeah, then gone to the party, introduced herself as Christine. Movie end.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, we're we're doing the thing where we're like, if I wrote the movie, I would have done it this way, you know. But I just still feel like it would have been more impactful for me. I, I thought it wasn't. The ending didn't
1: too much foot dragon at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Part it didn't of it was hit the landing like I
2: wanted. Yes, to. she threw up in her dorm room, and clearly the the guy that she was with called like nine one one or whatever because he freaked out because they're probably both college freshmen. But I don't know. The fact that the paramedics took her away seemed unrealistic. Mm. Like for sure she was just drunk, and even the nurse was like was in the. Weird um even the nurse in the ambulance was just like oh she's just drunk what am i supposed to do with this and then when she gets out she has a hospital bracelet on but like isn't in a gown isn't hooked up to an iv she's just laying in a bed with like weird mascara all down her face <laughs> and then she goes to a church she doesn't even wash her face she just goes immediately to church and i felt like that felt pretty heavy handed all the the going to the hospital going to church after And and then with the voicemail, I would have preferred that earlier so it didn't feel as part of that heavy-handed overdoing-ness.
1: I'll give it to you, but uh, I still don't think it's enough to bother me.
2: Honestly, I think the ending is a big reason why I dropped it also because I was really enjoying the feeling of the movie up until that point.
1: You should stick with the feeling you enjoy while you're watching the movie. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on. I want to hear about Three Billboards because I didn't get a chance to see it and it sounds like it was pretty fucking killer.
2: All
0: right, cool. Well, let's do it. We got another clip. Let's take a listen.
3: Hey, fuckhead! What? Don't
0: say what, Dixon, when she comes in calling you a fuckhead. and don't you come in here.
3: You get over here. No, you get
2: over here.
3: All right. What? Don't, Dixon! What? I'm... You do t-
0: not allow a member of the public to
3: call you a fuckhead in this station now. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking care of it in my own way, actually. Now, get out of my ass. Mrs. Hayes, have a seat. What is it I can do
1: for you today? Where's Denise Watson? Denise Watson's in the clank. On what charge? Possession. Of what? Two marijuana cigarettes. Big mm-hmm. ones
0: okay three billboards outside ebbing missouri is the third feature film from writer and director martin McDonough, who is known for seven psychopaths and in bruges uh, he's the brother of john michael McDonough, who did the guard calvary and war on everyone which came out earlier this year fun fact that's the worst movie i've seen all year war on everyone <laughs> so yeah Yeah. So uh, as far as three billboards, uh, let me read the plot synopsis first. In this darkly comic drama, a mother personally challenges the local authorities to solve her daughter's murder when they fail to catch the culprit. Stars Frances McDormand, Woody Harrelson, (laughs) Sam Rockwell, Abby Cornish, uh, Lucas Hedges, who we talked about in the last review. Coming up, man. Caleb Landry Jones is in this movie.
1: Caleb Landry Jones, remind me.
0: He is in the Florida Project. Get out.
2: He is in the Florida Project as the Willem Dafoe's son. Yes, which I'd barely
0: he's remember. In there for like him two seconds. from. Yeah. yeah, and then in Get Out, he's the the brother. He's of a the redheaded girl. guy. The fu- like the mm, weird kind of yeah. fucked up brother. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's him. He always plays weirdos. Because he
2: kind of looks like a weirdo.
0: He is. Yeah, he's
1: a fucking weirdo. Uh,
0: well, anyway. <laughs> We good actor movie. <laughs> lots of
1: weirdos on tv it's good for us
3: yes <laughs>
0: uh this movie is incredible uh i would say this is martin mcdonough's best film yet and that is coming from a huge fan of his work i have talked about seven psychopaths he literally has a seven psychopaths
2: poster in his room
0: yep hanging on my wall uh it, it was incredible the performances mm. across the board are spectacular i feel like francis McDormand like is a a lock for best
1: actress like
0: I can't even think of a performance who would come close.
1: She's like, I mean, even from the previews, she's just lightning in a bottle. This whole thing. You know, I was really reluctant or, uh, that's not the right word, but I had hesitations about this movie because we've been seeing previews for it for, I feel like, seven months, eight months. Yeah. When did we first start seeing this stuff? Like last February? It was like that and the... uh, uh,
0: transformers last night
1: <laughs> uh, yeah no 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 that terrible movie with matt damon that just came out oh
0: downsizing oh right? no suburbicon, suburbicon suburbicon okay i was now like, downsizing, downsizing looks though. good i see that but we're talking like trailers that you just see every time mm-hmm. you go see a movie i've seen yeah. it is
2: downsizing i've seen two different trailers for that like five times mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: well in any case uh it just wasn't really a great sign for me did we say or you didn't see it already yeah i said it
0: okay uh yeah. <laughs> I can remember if we said it
1: <laughs> I didn't see it and them. I'm, I'm bummed.
0: Well you'll you'll you're still planning on seeing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You you really? should. It's talk about it next time, Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. The performances, Sam Rockwell is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so this movie in Bruges and Seven Psychopaths, I would call like dark comedies. Yes. But I would call them comedies. This is definitely not a comedy. It's, like it's a funny. funny. It's
1: dark movie. Hilarious
2: though. It's for sure a drama though. It's mm-hmm. not a comedy
0: because when it gets dark, like it's it's pretty dark, and there's a lot of you know anger and hatred just it, bubbling under the surface the entire time. It's like,
2: a really good exploration of what happens after someone after you lose someone and the grief and anger that comes along with it, and not even just losing someone, but the anger and grief that can come along with any traumatic experience in your life. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of different each, each of the main characters experiences like a different intense trauma and the way that they deal with it is all very different. It's, it's a really interesting look at that at what happens after.
1: Interesting. Interesting. How's Woody in this?
3: Oh, Oh, so good.
2: (laughs) But with, with the comedy thing, it's like, what I really loved about this movie is, while it's definitely not a comedy, the the most <laughs> the funniest lines in this movie come when something really fucked up is happening, mm-hmm. and you feel like you almost shouldn't laugh. It's sort of like like Killing of a Sacred Deer was mm-hmm. had some really funny moments, but some of the f- some of the comedy comes from the tension of the scene. Some of it's that they're just saying super funny shit, and you're like you're getting your ass beat right now. Like your, your face looks like a bloody orange and you're just like <laughs> quippy. <laughs> it's, it's great.
0: Yeah. And the characters feel, uh, they feel real, you know, like the, these characters feel lived in, like you really get a sense of like this, the small town vibe and that the people of generations of people have grown up in Ebbing, Missouri and everyone knows everybody, you know, it's really tight knit community that comes across in the movie definitely um yeah it's it definitely goes some places uh i wasn't really sure what the movie was gonna try and be about well i'm glad as far as what it did end up being about it's less about like the murder like it's not really a murder mystery movie like we've been talking about it's more just like an exploration of grief and how people deal with with trauma
2: Based on those trailers that have been playing for forever, I assumed that it was going to be the type of movie where, you know, obviously she something happens with her daughter, she puts up the billboards, they, like, try to solve the case, like like a murder mystery or a crime thriller or something like that, like what we've seen, like, similar to what we've seen like a million times before, but it definitely was not that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to go into spoilers, but it's, it's definitely not that, and the way that they handle all of the stuff that goes on with the daughter and everything that comes after that, like it's so good.
0: And they also, they don't try and sterilize the movie. Like it's a small town in Missouri and the way the people talk and interact with each other, it feels that way. They don't shy away from using like racial, uh, you know, (laughs) derogatory, uh, terms. And there's a lot of very strong inappropriate language that is used, but like, People, lots of people say that you know like yeah. people in this town would say things like that and it's not like everybody it's like specific characters yeah. will say so, some pretty fucked up stuff
2: there's a really funny scene where to give some backstory there's a police officer that is kind of known for recently having tortured um a black man that they had arrested while he was in custody and they like for sure tortured like un Everyone knows it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Francis McDermott's character is calling the cop out on it, and she uses the N-word to refer to the person. She just says, what does she say? Something about N-word torture?" or something? How's
0: the N-word torturing business yeah. going? Yeah, and he <laughs> says,
2: it's colored person torturing. <laughs> Per, no, person of color torture.
0: Yeah, person of color torture. He, he uses
2: actually a PC, tar- he's a person of color torturing. Yeah,
0: but he leaves torturing. But but, yeah. but he's still, yeah, for sure, torturing <laughs> like
2: black
3: guy.
0: Yeah, just so, I mean, you know, it doesn't shy away from from that. So that might, there's a fair amount of that. So I'm sure it makes some people uncomfortable, but it felt necessary. And it
2: wasn't overused in any way. It didn't feel like, sometimes in Quentin Tarantino's films uh they he does that and it almost feels like he's making a point or it's it's too, for the shock value right. yeah
0: it's like a style choice exactly you know? this
2: didn't feel like, feel like that this just felt like that's how people talk and sometimes people in small rural towns in missouri are gonna say shit that's not appropriate
1: yeah yeah interesting sounds really good yeah yeah it's 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 incredible. I doesn't have if like I a have... a wide cast of people that you know have their moments or is it just like a few characters
2: um I would say
0: yeah it's an ensemble cast like yeah. i I don't know like the main characters you spent excuse me that you spend time with are Francis McDormand. oh I uh, said
2: McDermott earlier my bad McDermott. <laughs>
0: Francis McDormand, uh,
1: Francis McDormand,
0: Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Lucas Hedges plays uh her son and oh. he doesn't get a ton of screen time, but he's present throughout he's the He's in it movie. more
2: than he is in Lady Bird, but less than in Manchester by the Sea. Yeah.
1: He grieves in every film he's in.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, he's in a lot <laughs> of movies about grief. So I mean figure. he's
2: he's a great actor. I'm I'm actually really impressed with him. I mm-hmm. hope he continues to be in good films mm-hmm. and comes out. Mm-hmm
0: uh and uh what the fuck is his name oh peter dinklage is in this movie Mm -hmm. and at first you think at first like (laughs) for most of the movie he's like barely in it so you're just like why the fuck is peter the first half of the
2: movie Mm -hmm. he was in a in early scene for maybe five minutes if that and he's not like the main part in that scene so i was like literally about halfway through i thought what a weird peter dinklage cameo he's yeah. just in that one scene and <laughs> see and that's the things they refer to him as like a midget throughout the movie and uh-huh. obviously that's not a that's not like a socially acceptable term that like we would use mm-hmm. to describe someone that way but they all call they him totally that. would even like friends and whatever mm-hmm. even people
0: in my town like if i if i if i went home Thanksgiving dinner, and we had, the, for some reason, you know, like... Talking about Tyrion Dwarves Lannister. came up, like, mm-hmm. pretty much everyone would, would say, would use the term midget, you know? Yeah,
2: and it just, it, it didn't feel... At first, <laughs> the first time they said it, I was like, whoa, that is, makes me feel a little uncomfortable. But it does feel like something that they, the, the terms that they would use in that town. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean, especially in, like, the current political climate, like, it's becoming more and more uh, the, the the line like you know it's there's still uh, artistic expression and I feel like it's the lines getting thinner as far as how far you can take it before there's outrage right it so didn't I was a feel exploited. no but I did feel a little uneasy just because you don't hear that very often anymore in, in, in films and television yeah like, uh, I think it works it was it didn't Makes you feel uncomfortable, which I think is maybe part of what the movie is doing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and it makes you feel like you're in a different town.
2: Yeah, totally. It, it definitely, there's so much in it that gives you the small town vibe without being heavy handed about it. Like when you're yeah. driving through the town, it doesn't have that like, oh gosh, what was that movie a while ago um, that was like the Western but set in modern day? And no it Country had, for Old Men? No. It was from like last year, had Jeff Bridges in it. Oh, hell or high water. Hell or high water. Mm-hmm. I really like that, but I felt like that one was a little heavy handed in like the small town, banks taken over. Got it. Bank fucked you over. It's a small town where the bank fucked you <laughs> over. <laughs> this didn't feel like that. It just felt like a regular small town, which I guess it is. They didn't really build sets, they just filmed it in a small town in North Carolina, I believe.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's. Should have done it in Missouri.
2: <laughs> sure it's missouri wouldn't want them
0: to do it then. hilarious it's heartbreaking it's tough to watch it's you know in your face but touching can we get the
2: spoilers Give our star ratings because there's a couple things i want to touch on that i think would be a little spoilery
0: sure okay well we should give star ratings and then okay. uh it's a five out of five. five well one of the best of the year for sure five
1: I'm giving it a five, too.
0: <laughs> I feel art. Like I feel like you would. I think you're going to like this movie when you do so. I'm something. getting
1: more liberal with my five stars, so if Thor gets it, then. Throwing him out. <laughs> you have to rebuild the here, so. you get a five. For sure, <laughs> you five. If, you, if you gave Thor a five, you would get
2: a five. But I, I would be curious to hear what you have to say once you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay, As so. Travis, I will be on the next episode, so. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, so check the show notes if you haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, we're gonna talk about a couple spoilery stuff, a couple spoilery stuff. I did that say that thing?
2: earlier. I think you were just quoting me. Uh,
1: <laughs> some spoilers.
2: Well, little little
0: spoilers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> don't ruin the movie for me. All right.
0: Yeah, we need to be careful.
2: Uh, okay. Close we can your try. Ears. And we can try and talk around. Well, it. no, I mean, there's there's one particular line that I want to talk about that's not a spoiler but it's just
1: happens late in the movie. Well, give me a little <laughs> yeah. bit of
2: context and like I'll tell the you. Like the last scene with the scene with her daughter. Oh. Yeah. Should I just not talk about that? Mm,
3: it's not
1: <laughs> really a spoiler.
2: I don't think it's a spoiler. It just Go for it. The the impact will be spoiled from that oh,
0: the last um, conversation she has with her daughter is
1: not rough. a good one.
0: They mm-hmm.
2: well and she finds out later that
1: so she's on like a vendetta mission <clears throat> almost for herself.
0: Yes. Well, okay, here. So the the billboards the, the three billboards. Yes, we should what say. they
2: actually say. The
0: first one says "raped while dying." It's just it's black text, red, red backdrop. paint. Raped while dying. Second one says "still no arrests made," and then the last one says "how come Willoughby, Chief Willoughby? Yeah, Chief Willowby is, Willoughby is Woody Mark. Harrelson's
3: character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And the chief of police in the town.
0: The conversation, the last conversation he has with her daughter, the gist of it is the daughter wants to borrow the car. Mom says no. They get in a huge fight. She does
2: say she'll give her taxi money, but it's it's a classic, like, daughter-mom fight where they're just fighting about nothing, really.
0: But uh, Frances McDormand's character makes a joke that you can just walk. And then she says, fine, I will walk. I hope I get raped along the way. And then Frances McDormand, the last thing she says to her daughter is, I hope you get raped, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I wanted to touch on that because that scene, I was just like, fuck me, man. Like that's, it was rough. It Mm -hmm. was hard. It was hard to watch that scene. There was a couple scenes that despite being amazing were tough to watch. Like her husband, her ex-husband is abusive. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, a scene or two that he's in where, he there's gets of t- kind of physical of and there's and tension it's- and it's 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 tough, although I will say he has a nineteen year old girlfriend. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was uh, you know that's one of the more comedic elements. It's so
2: funny, everything she says is so
0: stupid. Yeah, the movie does a really good job of during like incredibly tense situations to just bring comedy into the equation in a way that doesn't feel fake. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a scene where like the family is arguing and his girlfriend's like sitting out in the car, and then she comes in like the worst possible moment, like
2: right when tensions have hit like and the she's high, just like, high. I'm
0: sorry, I really needed to use the bathroom, but but if it's a bad time, I can probably come back. It seems like a really bad time. I should probably come back. <laughs> and, then he's, and then they're just like, no, the bathroom's that way. And then she goes to the bathroom and then she comes back out and again, it's like a terrible yeah. time. They, <laughs> <She> like, like,
2: <laughs> like Francis Frances McDormand says something rude about her working at the zoo, and she says, "So about the zoo thing, actually, I don't work there anymore because they had to do layoffs, and it's like first in, first out." And she's just very, very like calmly like explaining, like, "La la la, this is, yeah. and now I work here." Like, yeah, it's
0: so lots it's of so little funny. moments like that, um, and
2: that's why I think this is not a comedy, but man, is it funny!
0: Yeah, I laugh real hard. I laughed. I feel like the frequency of laughs. For me, personally, it was more than Lady Bird, and I laughed harder. Maybe that's part of the reason why.
2: Yeah, and I think, honestly, I had rated Lady Bird a lot higher before I saw this movie, and then I was like, for sure, this movie's so much better. Like, it's crazy. I wish I hadn't seen them so close together. I wish I'd given some time for to appreciate Lady Bird and then seen Three Billboards, because Three Billboards knocks Lady Bird out of the fucking water.
1: Yeah. Wow. Sounds like it just has higher highs and lower lows. Different type of movie in a lot of ways.
2: It's a very different type of movie, and the there's Lady Bird. Also, I mean, it focuses on teenagers, so there's a lot of teenage actors in it, and that can sometimes take away from movie. Not saying anything. Sarsha Ronan is I'm, am I saying that Saoirse right? Saoirse Ronan. I don't Saoirse. know how to fucking Saoirse. say her name. I always want to say Saoirse. Saoirse. Mm, Saoirse. say S. Ronan. Just call her
1: <laughs> Atonement Brat.
2: Oh, God, she was so good at it. Somewhere. Anyway, um, but I feel like this really, this movie really benefited, Three Billboards really benefited from the fact that it, everyone in the cast is just amazing, except for Abby Cornish, who is in this again and sucks.
0: I th- uh, she was fine. She plays Woody Harrelson's wife. Who's Abby Cornish? You just saw Seven Psychopaths, right? No. In oh. Bruges. Oh, in Bruges, right? I was gonna okay. Seven
2: Psychopaths is better than in Bruges.
0: Abby I'll Cornish is in Seven Psychopaths. I don't. I, I really only know room. her from this guy's movies. Yeah, I don't know me what too. else she has been in. She's not bad. I don't think she's I bad just, in this movie. But,
2: but I think it's because everyone else. It's it's like I could see like all of them winning awards type of thing, and she was just kind of there. Not mm-hmm. bad, but everyone else is so great that yeah. they set the bar. Frances so much McDormand. Than she
0: was at. I feel like. Is a given for Best Actress. I feel like oh, yeah. I would not be surprised if Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell both get supporting nominations.
2: Although I feel like Sam Rockwell would be much more deserving of it. Yeah. Woody Harrelson is great in this movie, but Sam Rockwell, the way his character goes, it's it just... And it's so much different than anything else he's I've seen him play, like, pretty much ever. Because so... for the first half of the film, he's kind of a villain. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's yeah. not a great guy. Even even by the end, like, mm. he gets some redemption, but he's... All right,
1: you guys are ruining this movie for me. Yeah, you
2: should okay. stop
0: doing okay. that. But Sam Rockwell is a goddamn national treasure, and he's great in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Moon is overrated.
2: What?
3: I was Moon actually, Moon? Oh, right. when I heard
2: how you felt about Moon, I was really disappointed because I love that movie.
1: But then you rewatched and you're like, I am so bored. I have not. <laughs> I haven't rewatched it
2: since... A couple years ago, and I probably should, but I really liked it. Moon's mm. mm, dope. Anyway, uh, is there anything else you want to talk right. about? Three billboards. That's
0: probably it for me.
2: Well, I have one more. Sure. There's a scene with a deer that Matt and I cannot agree on whether it's CGI or not because not I I thought it was CGI and it took me out of the movie because I felt like it was such bad CGI. <laughs> like the lighting is super super wrong but it's a on real the deer. deer i don't think it, it is totally
0: a real deer. i feel like we I, need I, someone
2: to settle this because it's not a real deer and it took me so much out of the movie mm. that i'm like why would they use a cgi deer the rest of this movie is so good and like it literally took me out of the moment and it's a really cool moment in the movie where it takes like a cliche and turns it on his head and the dialogue is great but that deer fucking sucks <laughs> Hmm. She, that comment came
0: out of left field because she was like, I did want to say one thing. I was like, what? And she was like, the CGI deer? I was like, it wasn't <laughs> a This is when deer. we were what talking, talking about, about the
2: movie after.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm probably not the right person to judge because I thought Gollum was real, for sure. <laughs> the Two Towers. But
2: I mean, okay, there's some CGI where you can tell that it's like, it's seamless. Like, obviously, of course, you know that that's not real. That's not someone in a suit. You know it's not real. But like... Some CGI just stands out at you, and usually, honestly, the big tell usually is like the lighting difference because it was a really brightly lit field, and the deer looks like late, late afternoon, dark brown, red sun.
1: Late afternoon deer. Maybe I just
0: call
2: her it was just colorless. Afternoon deer.
1: Yeah.
2: But it was. <sighs> it looked fake to deer. me. I would like Azurin, a final ruling on it.
1: Azuran red deer.
0: Tom and Travis can weigh in.
2: All Missouri red deer look like CGI. What's the
1: proper what's the proper term for someone who lives in Missouri? Missourian.
0: Missouri. That sounds right. Done. We'll take it. Missourian.
2: I'll look it up.
1: Come on, guys. Does it
2: matter? It matters a little bit. Well,
1: I just was hoping you'd take a, a stab at it. Missourian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else could it be?
2: Missouri person?
1: <laughs> I don't know. You guys are no fun.
0: Anyway, I'm John. Ablay. The Are name? Are you googling what for... you call people from Missouri?
2: Yes. <laughs> this doesn't. This is not helpful. Maybe they don't have a name. <laughs> Literally, it's. I looked up name for person that lives in Missouri, and it's like Missouri Wikipedia list of people from Missouri, list of people from Columbia, Missouri, famous people from Missouri. Google doesn't know what I want. Not helpful. All right.
0: Well, that's gonna do it. One of the best of the year. Definitely go out and see it. Let's move on to what else we've. Been oh wait, watching. where
1: did you guys see it?
0: Uh, the Regal downtown. Yes, okay, yes yeah, the only I place I would playing. see it. Well, it might it might be playing. Did you check and see if it's playing at your theater nearby?
1: It's playing at SIF Uptown. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: I did want to say that now that I have the movie pass again, yeah, it's nice. fucking baller. I
1: know. I want to use that at, at Regal.
2: I just did a thing where they were like, since you have been with us since the beginning, here's the thing: if you want to sign up for a year, it'll only be six ninety five a month. So I did that. Now I'm signed up for a year, only six ninety five a month.
0: Yeah, I was just going to talk about that. They're giving that offer out. six ninety five a month. That's crazy. But that's
2: only if you were with them from the beginning.
0: Dude, it's been around for five years. You've right. been on it for like six months. No, no, no. Or like a year. Well, I shouldn't year. say
2: from the beginning, but before they went to $10. Did it's,
3: you
0: have it? Oh, yeah. We yeah, did. yeah. I had
2: it last year. Yeah. I just quit it because it went from $35 a month to $45 a month. And I was like... For sure, thirty five is pushing it, and then it went back to ten, and so I was doing that.
1: Yeah. Wait, it went up to thirty five a month.
2: No, it was thirty five a month originally. Oh, when
0: I first started using oh, it, it was thirty five. Okay. Then it the went up to forty five.
1: Oh, I, I remember you talking about that, and I mm-hmm. thought it was something else, and uh, it was way less compelling at thirty five. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, but at ten dollars a month, like you see one movie a month, and it's worth it. It's highway robbery. Yeah, and a friend of mine actually saw it on sale somewhere for eight bucks for regular mm-hmm. people. Well. She was going to get it.
3: <sighs>
1: That's a lot of unofficial sponsor. Unofficial sponsor day. movie pass. Yeah. We'll
2: talk about it all the time.
1: And Rolling Rock.
0: And. Uh, Rolling Rock. Isn't there a third one? Too? Drink. We have another sponsor. Smartly. Wasn't there? One of the recent episodes? Wasn't there someone. Really said Shitty sponsor
2: Well was? Alcohol. <laughs> 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 unofficial
1: Bloody sponsors. Bloody
3: Marys. Mm, I don't remember. Bromosis? No, definitely not Bloody Marys. Matt hates Bloody Marys because.
2: Matt is a garbage monster. No, no. no. Oh, I just wanted to let everyone know, everyone and their mother know that before the movie, Matt says, "Oh, you have to leave." And I said, "Why?" <laughs> and he said,
0: "Uh, you know how when you see a Regal movie, <laughs> they do like the, the roller coaster intro? <laughs> As you're going yeah. up the yeah, yeah. like the, the thing, it says dispose of trash." <laughs> <laughs> so I said, "Paris had to leave <laughs> I was like, why? And
2: he goes, because it says dispose of all trash. <laughs> I was hikey <high> offended. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. We're still fighting about it.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: okay, that's three billboards. Let's uh, let's dig into what else we've been watching. Uh, I actually watched quite a bit. Since Travis isn't here, someone else has to watch all the movies. Yeah, so that's <laughs>
3: Travis
1: should have sent us a letter of all the movies he watched. So yeah. You could talk about the ones you'd already seen.
0: So uh, I'll start off with a new release that I, I did see with Travis, so he can chime in uh, when he's back. But I saw Wonderstruck.
1: Are you familiar with that? Uh, I think I've heard about this recently. It's the
0: new Todd Haynes film, uh, director of Carol, mm-hmm. Far From Heaven...
1: Oh, is it another uh,
0: period piece? Uh, yeah, technically. Um it's kind of a kids movie in a sense. Uh but it's I mean, it, it, adults can watch it and get a lot out of it, which I did. I mm-hmm. thought this movie was incredible. Really? Yeah, it's also one of my favorite films of the year and I feel like no one's really talking about it. Um it is uh, the screenplay is adapted from a novel, and the novel and the screenplay are from the same person. It's Brian Selznick. Okay. You might know him from uh, the invention of Hugo Cabret, which, hu- which Hugo was based on the Martin Scorsese film about the kid uh, who is obsessed with like clocks and it kind of ties. Oh, in with, like,
1: I've seen the well, I've seen the cover for it.
0: Uh, so this he's like a children's author, but he also has uh, an infatuation with like silent film. So Hugo ha- deals a lot with that. So does this movie. Essentially, it's about it's kind of two separate storylines uh, that you don't really know how they connect. And then as the movie goes on, it's kind of a mystery you're following these different threads. But the one thread, both the main characters are children. Excuse me. There's this boy who lives in Minnesota uh, during the 70s, and his uh, mother had died in a car accident, mm-hmm. and his father, he's never met. So mm-hmm. he is trying to find his father, and there's a, an accident. I won't get into specifics, but there's an accident, and he goes deaf. So there's this deaf kid, and he flees the hospital to go to New York City to try and find his dad. The other story thread is set in the late 20s, and it's this young girl um, who lives in Hoboken, New Jersey, and she comes into New York City. And then it goes back and forth, and the the 1920s version – or not version, the 1920s – Storyline. Storyline. It's treated like a silent film, so there's no dialogue. She is also deaf. Um, So it's just like, you know, it's all – uh, music there's mm-hmm. punctuations for like dialogue and it's the music is gorgeous it looks amazing there's clearly a deep appreciation of a silent film in the black and white era
1: okay
0: um it looks amazing it's incredibly heartfelt interesting i was never bored the two stories eventually come together in a way that makes sense um but i thought it's in- incredibly uh humanistic, like it just feels very organic and Todd Haynes clearly uh has an appreciation for just like all of his films at their core are about like the human experience, whether it's about love and loss or it's about jealousy, it's always about the characters who are experiencing very base human right. emotions. Uh, but through the lens of children. So, you know, you know, how children communicate, it dives into that. It's interesting because the two main characters are are deaf, but they can still interact with people. So there's lots of, like, writing on pen with pen and paper and sign language stuff. Um, I thought it was wonderful. I okay.
2: wish more people were talking about it.
1: Yeah, Sarah really wants to see it because it's got Michelle Williams.
0: Yeah.
2: She, she just thinks it's so cute. Uh, she's she's <laughs> the best. I love Michelle Williams. I have a... Super crush on her?
1: I always get her... Well, I didn't know this until Sarah brought her up, but I'm, I mix her up with some other actress who also has like that pixie haircut and is blonde. Which other actress? One of them is in Manchester by the Sea. Michelle Williams. Okay. And one of them is in Never Let Me Go. Oh, Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan.
3: I,
2: I mix those two up. I for sure could see getting them mixed up because they look very similar. They both have pixie cuts. They're both usually in very good movies. Good actresses. Michelle Williams is a better
0: actress than Carrie Mulligan.
2: Yeah, but Carrie Mulligan is also She's also great, a good actress, so. so. though. Slow your roll, bud.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, they're the same person.
0: Everyone should, go Secretly, see, <laughs> yes. everyone should go see Wonderstruck. It's it's wonderful. And no one's talking about it. I feel like it's hardly making any money. Mm-hmm. It would be, a, if anyone has kids, it'd be a great movie to bring your kids to go see. It sounds really
2: good. I'm, I'd be excited to watch it.
1: I will add this to my list of movies that no one's talking about that you have told me to go see this year. <laughs> Matt only are, watches
2: movies that people aren't talking uh, about. No, it's only
1: three. I still need to see Valerian in The city of a thousand planets, or whatever,
3: mm-hmm,
2: which I, think I tried that's to watch. on Amazon now, right?
1: It is, but it's 20 bucks. They don't have a rent option. Ooh. No,
2: it's not free with Prime. No, I only watched it. No, that Amazon. movie it's
3: just came with out. Prime. Like, it's Ugh, annoying.
2: And
1: also, Book of Henry, mm-hmm. which is also on Amazon, but I didn't see if it had a rent option.
2: My dad read or saw a book of Henry and he really really liked it and i told him that Matt liked it but it got poor critical reception and he changed said, his mind you know, yeah, <laughs> and he said well i don't like it anymore <laughs> no he said that Matt He's a cool guy. And coming from my dad, that is quite a commendation.
0: Hmm. Hell yeah. Really? Is your dad cool? He knows what's up. Uh,
2: my dad is the coolest. Uh,
0: Rodney the Rod.
2: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so my dad's name is Rodney Rust. And some of my friends have taken to calling him Big (laughs) Rod, which as his daughter makes me very uncomfortable. (laughs) I prefer Papa Russ. That's what some people call him. But for sure, the Big Rod started catching on and everyone likes it better. Rodney
1: Russ is like the most... NASCAR driver name I've ever.
2: heard <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, not so much now, but b- like back when I was younger, he definitely did look like a NASCAR driver. Uh, Ricky. he's drive he's driven trucks like most of my life, so that's that's what he does now. He drives trucks cross country. Rodney so,
0: uh, Rodney Rust. He races uh, trucks. That's the name of uh, John C. <laughs> <laughs> Riley's character in uh, Tall Day Nights. Yeah. Yes, Ricky exactly. Bobby and
2: Rodney Rust. Exactly. <laughs> Oh um, man, I, he's gonna be so excited that he that we talked about him on here. Name dropping he shit listens out of him to the episodes that I'm on. None of the rest of them because he hates you guys. But yeah, well, yeah, we <laughs> suck, of course.
1: Not. Well, we're gonna talk about Rodney next time. You're not on the show. You should <laughs> just attempt him into listening new sponsor
0: <laughs> sponsored by Rolling Rock and Rodney the Rod Rust <laughs>
2: it's Rodney Big Rod Rust uh, don't get I, it I twisted. prefer uh, that ring. would be his wrestling name <laughs>
0: Rodney the Rod Rust it's like Randy the Ram Robinson yeah.
1: Hot Rod is the celebrity name the, the movie star yes name.
0: Hot
2: Rod Hot Rod Sixties man old <laughs> Rodney Hot oh, Rod. no, that's my dad <laughs> uh, and
1: Rodney
0: then Lightning Rod Rust <laughs> While we're on the topic, love this. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about one more. We were talking about Michelle Williams. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched Wendy and Lucy for the first time. What is it? Okay. Do you have you heard of this? I have not. Uh, it's fucking incredible. Okay. It's one maybe it, in the top 100 films I've ever seen. Like wow. I loved it.
2: Did it just come out?
0: No. Uh, 2008. Okay. Uh, Wendy.
1: And Lucy.
0: Yes. Wendy is Michelle Williams.
1: How did you watch this film?
0: Uh, Sundance Now. Mm.
1: I did a fr- got that free subscription. Uh, I did the free I subscription. Say, I that free it. Trial? I can't do it again. Mm-hmm.
0: I needed to, I think I needed to watch Eternal Sunshine again for like the third time this year. Needed to. Well, yeah, you know. Needed to. You know, it was a little sad. <laughs> you had to.
2: <laughs> it was on Netflix for a long time. It was, yeah. I watched it like five times while it was on Netflix.
0: (laughs) But anyway, Wendy and Lucy, uh, it's incredible. So Wendy is from Indiana. She's driving across the country to go to Alaska. The movie takes place in Oregon. She's just traveling with her dog.
2: So she's driving through.
0: Yes. She's with her dog. Car breaks down in Oregon. Her dog is Lucy. Yes. And then that's kind of where the movie takes off. So car broke down. That's the situation. She's alone. She has her dog. Car breaks down in Oregon. And essentially, she has like $500 in cash, and that's all she has. Well, so it's basically a. In Alaska, series...
2: that's $500,000, <laughs> from what I've heard. The. What's it called? God damn it. Exchange rate? Thank or like... you, Jesus.
0: <laughs> or uh, your think. dollar can go further, I guess is what you can hear. The cost of living. I
2: meant exchange rate, but I just want to let everyone know that from the bathroom, Tommy yelled cost of living, <laughs> in case you couldn't hear that.
0: Uh. She so she's not homeless, but she's basically living out of her
2: car. So right, uh, at least while she's on her trip.
0: The movie is essentially about a series of financial decisions she has to make. So stuff comes up unexpectedly. She has to decide: mm. Do I
1: just pay Eat the dog or sell it? <laughs>
0: Not quite so extreme, but you know, you're not far off. Like Eat she the dog a-
2: or murder it. <laughs> <laughs> she has to make
0: tough decisions and it's an incredibly heartbreaking film. It's very it feels very real. Uh it's a low budget film, so it kinda has that grainy aspect. It feels low budget. There's probably a lot of non actors used in it.
3: For sure.
0: Um, but it's it's devastating. Michelle Williams is incredible uh there are a couple supporting characters who are incredible
1: is this a good sunday night movie
0: it just it's a movie that just hits you in the gut Hmm. uh it's it's wonderful but oh yeah oh yeah uh some i will say the ending of this movie like destroyed me Hmm. it it was unexpected Well, you guys should watch it. I'm not gonna like talk about how that scene. Don't ruin it. Right. (laughs) You guys should watch it though. Anyone who's listening who has not seen Wendy and Lucy, uh, I talked to Travis about this a little bit. I was texting him, and he also thinks it's incredible, but he hasn't seen it in a long time, so he's been wanting to rewatch it.
2: I am always hesitant to watch movies with dogs in them because, or that Travis recommends. (laughs) I'm gonna also no comment that (laughs) as the stand-in Travis for Uh, the evening. But for real, I don't I don't <laughs> like to watch movies uh, that have dogs in them because especially when they're, you know, a big part of the movie cuz for sure it's going to be real real sad and something bad's going to happen to the dog. The dog's mm. going to get
0: fucking choked out by it's, Will Smith.
2: Yeah, like yeah, and or like reading a <laughs> <laughs> It was like reading a book in like middle school or elementary school or whatever where there was a dog on the cover, for sure that dog is where dead the at the end of the grows. book. Where the red fern grows, Old Yeller, there was like another one that had a dog where they had to murder it or it died or something.
0: Someone has a thing for, is it Wes Anderson? Doesn't he have a thing for killing dogs?
2: Oh my God, rude.
0: The dog in, what? What?
2: No. Not
0: real. Not actually killing dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: Wes Anderson's great. Shut up. No. <laughs> in his movie. He's, he's coming out with a movie called Isle of Dogs. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he has a Isle at of least Dead
1: Dogs.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs>
2: no.
1: Uh,
0: dog dies in Royal Tenenbaums. Bombs. hit by the car. Oh. Yeah. Uh, is there a dog in Darjeeling Limited? I no. bet a dog
1: dies in Fantastic Mr. Fox. That sounds right.
2: Oh, there's I think a, a dog. dog. Yeah. I think a dog does. Or do they die. like?
1: Uh, they give it some sleeping pills. Yeah. They do that
0: too.
2: But. Something. Well, it's PG, so it probably doesn't. It's die. PG thirteen. No, Fantastic Mr. Fox is PG. PG thirteen dog. I will argue with you until I look it up. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will. Race I feel to like to see. At least... Fantastic Mr. Fox is a hundred percent PG. There's I saw it very recently. Other, um... Fantastic. Mr. Yeah, Fox. you're right.
0: I already pulled it up.
2: I know I'm right, Dong. It's a fucking
3: kids movie.
2: It
0: is a kids movie, but I thought it was like because it, t- it, it the movie tanked financially, and I thought part of it was because it was PG thirteen. No, it's because it's a Wes Anderson children's violence. movie.
2: It's because people didn't. I, I honestly think it was because people didn't realize it was a kids movie. It's not really a kid's movie. It's a PG movie with, like, stop-motion animation about a bunch of tiny If animals. I was a
0: kid, I don't know if I would like that movie or not. This
2: is probably why it didn't do well.
0: <laughs> I mean, think about it, though. Like, yeah, it is a kid's movie. It's adapted from a kid's book, but it's not... Uh, cool hipster kids
2: would like it. Well, what which... <laughs> would?
1: There are no cool hipster kids.
2: There super are. Clearly, you have not walked around Seattle No, lately.
1: there are kids with... Dumb hipster parents,
2: yeah, but there are cool hipsters. Like my cousins, my cousin's kid, uh, when he gets sad, he says, "Mom, I just want you to put on some Dave Grohl." (laughs) That gets the fucking coolest. Actually,
1: the uh, the kids that were hipsters hate Dave Grohl. Yeah, they do. The kids that were just visiting, the ones I had to watch at the playground. The older one, he just heard. Nirvana. One time, I was like, "What is this?" Now he <laughs> loves Kurt Cobain yeah. and loves everything Nirvana. Isn't that weird? Because
0: the same thing happened to me when I was pretty young. Like, really? I just heard oh Nirvana yeah, I became obsessed with them.
2: Little like, kids love yeah. Nirvana. It's just a scientific fact. Yeah, it's weird,
0: but
1: I guess I was in ninth grade the first time I heard Nirvana. Are I really? Fucking kidding me? That nah, dude, you were my, in
2: ninth grade? Dude, I live I out in the in, woods under a rock, and my parents. But said there wasn't music. on the radio, like. I didn't the, the first radio. time I heard Nirvana was <laughs> on the radio when I was like five. That blows my mind. My dad's really? also really cool. I don't know if I mentioned that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. ninth anyway, grade. I it. Because that would it. have
2: been like, how? what year were you in ninth grade?
1: Uh, ninth year. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. <laughs> what year in like the year of our grade. Lord? Uh, so yeah, uh, how old were you?
1: I was 14 because it was the start of the year, so okay. 2004.
2: Okay, so that would I have been only like
1: 14 years behind,
2: 13 years 14? after I Kurt Cobain know. died. No, he died in 1992, 1994, yeah. I don't know how time works.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nirvana, or I mean Nevermind was a 90s album, and he had to put out In Utero. That was, But I thought it
0: came 30. out in
2: 91 or 92.
0: Nevermind came out in 91. That's what in I In Utero was 93. Kurt Cobain killed himself in April of, two, or of
2: 1994. Okay. I'm glad Da-da-da-da. we have our Kurt Cobain superman. there. Classic children's music.
0: Anyway, Wendy and Lucy's good. One uh, of you guys can
1: can go next. Hmm.
2: What did you watch, Tom?
1: Uh, okay. I watched... Well, I want to s- save one of these. Actually, I want Matt to hear all these. Are you going to the bathroom just to get beer? Get beer. Yeah, beer. Okay.
2: Oh, I think, one, I think Tom and I are okay. No, I just got a fresh one. Because I asked him if he wanted one. And you, and you did not answer me. I didn't need one. Well, rude.
1: Okay. I watched... <laughs> This weekend I rewatched The Force Awakens.
2: Oh, in anticipation
1: okay. for anticipation, Awakens. Anticipation Awakens. <laughs> uh, for episode eight, which I've been wanting to do, and I—that's uh, the last
2: Jenna, Yeah. Yeah.
3: Kay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> <laughs> getting
0: choked up thinking about Force Awakens
2: just, it's oh, God, it's, it's really emotional for me along the same lines
1: as watching something from the Sundance channel I had a Stars uh,
2: mm. free trial
1: and lo and behold they had it because I'd look for it on Amazon Prime and it, it's again $20 rental is it really?
2: yeah both Rogue of them are one
0: I don't Rogue One is Rogue One so Force is, Awakens yes it is, it is. is. no
1: I looked for it yes it is I looked for it you're I'm wrong look right now yeah yeah, Paris is just
0: like, no, you're wrong.
2: Cla- yeah, I'm taking I mean, after Matt. Well, yeah, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
3: we'll <see. laughs>
1: Anyway, uh, I was able to watch it for free and really liked it. I mean, I saw it before, and I really liked it that time, too. Uh, and I probably would have given it four stars, and I'd give it four stars now. Okay. But... I think I liked different things about it. I think I, you know, I, I really hated Kylo Ren the first time. Really? And now I really I really like him. He's like, I don't know. He's kind of scary. He's way scarier the second time around.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah, because I feel like the problem people have with him the first time they watch it is because he's like... Kind, it, like, of kind of like bitch. angsty emo <laughs> yeah yeah he's a kind of a little bitch but no yeah he's it's also just the way he looks like he's super skinny he's you know Adam Driver driver's very gaunt mm-hmm. and has very striking mm-hmm. features um but no i loved him the first time i saw it and the second time i saw it
1: yeah i was watching it with a friend and we were both just sort of uh, sort of complaining we were like Why? How is it that they make these robots the most likable fucking characters in these movies? And they're just a (laughs) stupid robot, literally doesn't say anything and then beeps. And then BB-8 will be like, "Oh, you know," and his head will tilt down. And I'm just like, "Oh, god damn it!" I love this (laughs) robot so so much.
2: (laughs) He starts beeping and just like crying over there. Uh,
1: But they really did. They really did nail it. And I, I think going into it with like just being excited to watch a Star Wars movie meant more because i i didn't have a ton of like star wars nostalgia i didn't see those movies till i was older too along with nirvana uh, <laughs> so
0: freshman year was a big year for tom yeah, <laughs> Fresh, wars yeah,
2: nirvana. yeah. eastern washington stuff gets out there later first pair I of sort jeans sort of like the midwest <laughs> <Star laughs> right. Where are you living in fucking communist russia like what's <laughs> happening
0: <laughs> that's the one now. tom got his first pair of uh jinko jeans oh my god <laughs> Uh, American really Eagle show. for everything. American
2: Although People. when you were in a freshman, I was, what was when he was said in a freshman. Well, we, you, in your freshman year, that you said two thousand four, two thousand two. Uh two
1: thousand four. Two
2: thousand four. So in two thousand four, I was like in sixth grade. Is that right? Yes, I was in sixth grade. Oh. So I remember Jane jeans being really big when I was in middle school, but you were in
0: seventh grade. Because Tom's a year older than me, and I'm a year older than you. Right. Yeah, nine, eight, seven.
2: It would have been the beginning of my sixth grade year. Because I graduated in 2010. Yeah. That's.
1: Yeah, you were in seventh grade, definitely.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know how to math, so (laughs) I'm not going to argue with you. It
1: was freshman year, was 2004, 05. It was both years.
3: (laughs) Please explain. I don't understand how (laughs) it (laughs) works. Uh, Tom got held back, so 2004 and 2005. Did
2: you guys not go to school from uh, January to December of each year? No,
1: I was busy listening to Nirvana. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Too cool for school now. Listen yeah. to Nirvana. No math for me. But
0: it, it did go good. up or uh, down, just appreciated new things. I, yeah, I or? think
1: so. I don't know. I'm just really – I'm excited now to watch number eight. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, the only thing that I was less happy with was – Oscar Isaac. Really?
0: I wish there was more of him. He's barely in it. I you loved him like the first his... time around
1: and I love him in gener- in general, but the second time around, I was just like it's unfortunate that Oscar Isaac Isaac got saddled with like 70% of the cheesy Star Wars moments where he's like job well done guys we got to get out of here you know like he's flying (laughs) his little plane around he's like we're gonna have to go through another bombing it's like yeah no shit like this thing it's like the size of a planet (laughs) that
2: is one thing that i think star wars they just gave him all the bad lines
1: and he's like such a cool dude in every movie he's in where he's Mm -hmm. just like such a they had to combine sexy badass
2: star luke skywalker and han solo into one totally (laughs) totally and so he just has to be
1: like nice guy pilot and i'm like you're being wasted right now. You should be just like a suave something else.
0: Yeah, he definitely is like third chair to Daisy
1: Ridley and yeah. uh, John Boyega yeah. as yeah. far as
0: the new characters go.
2: Although Oscar Isaac will forever and always be my husband because he is the hottest.
1: He's dreamy, man.
0: Yeah. And he's an incredible actor, too. Yeah. Yes. I
1: want to see him in Very more talented. stuff. Why isn't he in something every year? He's in quite
2: Because he's in he Star in Wars now.
1: What is he in this year? Uh, Star Wars. Ugh. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, he was
2: in. He had like a small. Has he been in anything in since something. Ex Machina, other than Star Wars? He was in. Oh yeah.
1: America. What was that movie?
0: Uh, the Beautiful. Uh, America, the Beautiful.
1: American No, no, a no, no, no. He's, <laughs> he's in some movie where he's like a trucking business and it gets, mobby.
0: Oh, um, that's um. Oh, fuck. Uh, American Trucker. Of Most Violent Year. Of Most Violent Year. With uh, Jessica Chastain.
1: That was a good movie, and he's really good in it.
2: That sounds familiar. I think I wanted to see it.
0: Uh, he was in Suburbicon this year. Oh, but yeah. I,
2: I heard that wasn't... No. I was pretty subpar. Yeah. I heard. I heard from Travis. He I was heard? the best part of the <laughs> He was in
0: The Promise, X-Men Apocalypse. He played Apocalypse.
2: <laughs> he played Apocalypto, you mean? Apocalypto? I didn't see it, and I know that's the character scene. Man, I'm pulling a Wait, real what? Matt no, today. It's not. I'm just being correcty. Yeah. It's, no, it's Apocalypse. No, for sure. It's Apocalypto
1: not. is a different movie.
0: Apocalypto is the Mel Gibson movie.
2: You're right. I'm trying to be Matt, and you're I can't. You're also talking
0: to an X Men. I'm struggling. You can't try to be <laughs> Matt struggling. when you're hanging out. Have with you Matt.
2: seen Apocalypse though? That's what? the only X Men one I haven't seen. What are you talking?
0: Oh, X Men Apocalypse now.
2: Have you seen Apocalypse though? Is what I said. No, now. I
0: have not seen. That one. <laughs> All right. Anyway.
2: Glad what the we, fuck glad we talking about? Now. Where are we? Oh, Force
1: Awakens. Force Awakens, it's good. I'm
2: sorry, I'm taking us on yeah. tangents yeah, yeah, that yeah. are very important.
1: Yeah. Uh you it's better than Rogue One.
2: Yeah? It yes.
0: is. Yes. I've only seen Rogue One fact. once still, but I would lean Rogue One.
2: Really?
1: Yeah. Dude, Rogue One. By is. a
2: hair. I think Rogue One like suffered from the fact that it had to be a self-contained story in which it had to immediately lead into.
1: I think it suffered from its main character, four. main plot line. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Also, what's his face? Uh, Force Whitaker. You take those Forrest three things Whitaker out. Force Whitaker was not great. great.
3: Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> remove all
1: the main characters. Okay. Well, okay, it man and his little, you know, his like machine gun buddy. I didn't dig that duo. Whatever. We've been over Rogue One. How do you I think guys twice. feel about
2: Force Whitaker in a general sense?
1: I'd like to see him in a movie I enjoyed
2: that's what i'm saying i feel like i feel like maybe forrest whitaker not a great actor
0: uh not entirely true have you guys seen the shield no because he is the TV show incredible in the Shield. <laughs> you love the shield also, Dude, that i will never from, shut like, up 15 the shield. years ago or some shit well the like, shield yeah started in 2001 it's the best show ever you Matt guys gotta get on this train. encyclopedic
2: knowledge of Shit no one cares about. Cop dramas. <laughs> cop cop drama. You just always know when, when things happened. God, I'm good with dates. I'm,
1: you're making me want like a shitty cup of coffee and a bodega sandwich right now. Just thinking <laughs> about all these cops. It's good. <laughs> <chat>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Took me a second. I was like, why though? All
0: right, <laughs> uh, Paris, you want to talk about something?
2: Yeah. Um, so I saw Arrival, which I mistakenly Uh-oh. described to Matt as passengers. There were <laughs> a couple <laughs> of minutes where we were both kind of confused by what was happening. And then we realized. Because <laughs> we, were we were describing two different movies, and he was like, there wasn't aliens in that. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's funny. So yes, I saw Arrival, not Passengers. Those um, aliens are
1: great too. They look like uh, like gumdrops, but with legs.
2: Oh, we couldn't remember the names
0: of them. So one of them is Costello,
2: Abbott, Abbott, Abbott. I just God, now dear, remembered that's... it. How did no. you not? We literally. I kept saying Albert. <laughs> and I kept saying Elvis? Yeah, but
1: Abbott and Costello is like a. <laughs> no,
2: no, know no, we, we, we couldn't know. remember the comedy duo. Literally, we. <laughs> oh, okay. May
1: I thought have you were saying drinking? somebody said what Abbott, and you were like, "No, I'm not sure."
3: What?
2: what were we, we... drinking? No, no, this was before the
0: movie.
1: We're just stupid drinking mind erasers. Yes,
2: exactly. (laughs) Um, I very much liked it. There was a couple things in that one. I hate Jeremy Renner,
1: Uh, but he just runs around the whole movie,
2: and he's not bad in this. He's not. I was (laughs) pleasantly surprised. He gave it
1: the old run around. he's (laughs)
2: Wow, he's likable. <laughs> he's for sure not. I something about his face makes me want to punch him. I don't like him generally speaking, but I think he's he he's was good not and a rival. he was not bad in this. And part of it, I already kind of knew what was going to happen a little bit from listening to you guys talk about it previously and like talking about it with Matt. But I really liked it. I loved the concept of the aliens because I always really like when aliens don't have traditional humanoid features because there's a thing in the scientific community where they're like aliens are probably not going to have arms or legs or communicate in any similar way that we do or faces or just because if they've evolved differently like they probably will have evolved very differently right like drastically based on where they live and so it makes sense that they would be very very different like they probably won't have faces or whatever
1: yeah, those, so like uh, those aliens look like they come from some sort of gaseous planet or they swim underwater. They something. look like
0: yes. they come from the ocean, yeah. which is why I still believe we should nuke the ocean. <laughs> the ocean that's the true that's the true enemy here. We
2: people. have not explored the ocean as much as we possibly Unfortunately, could. Unfortunately there's fucking the kaiju ocean. in there, <laughs> the abyss <laughs> uh,
1: Godzilla, Cthulhu.
2: Krakens. No, Cthulhu comes from the sky. I don't know anything about
1: not in his cult.
2: I have not read hmm. any H.P. Lovecraft. I am just simply coming from pop culture standpoint on that. Well. You know what's great about the ocean, though? Everything else. No, no.
1: Unfortunately, I, it's, it's coming closer every day.
2: Well, it does cover, what, like 70% of the planet?
1: That we know of yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thomas' a secret conspiracy theorists against the ocean.
1: It's getting higher, man. Global warming is <laughs> a thing. Ocean is fake news.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there is no ocean. It is only giant lakes. It's one of
0: those, like, uh, you know those uh, pools that you swim in that you like. You swim against the The current? wave pools? Yeah, the wave pools. The ocean's just <laughs> like... those like shitty wave a pools A really that big wave pool that feels mm-hmm. like it's enormous because... Never mind, this is a stupid joke, and we don't need to see it through to its conclusion. Yeah, the ocean's I, real.
1: Matt doesn't like it.
2: The ocean's real. Matt is not. End of discussion.
1: Also, there's definitely creepy stuff down there we don't know oh, about. Oh, yeah. Have okay.
2: So There's creepy stuff down there I, we do know about. <laughs> <laughs> I've been scuba diving quite a few times, because I got certified when I was 12, because I'm a fancy pants.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And I went on Rotten, night dives. Danger
1: Dangerfield Russ took you down there?
2: No, it was with my mom.
0: Okay. Diane
2: Dangerfield Rust. <laughs> Full name.
0: Diane Danger.
2: Middle name Danger. Running
0: the Rod, Diane Danger.
2: My parents are awesome. I don't know. They if sound they dynamic. I establish. Dynamic duo. One,
3: yeah. <laughs> Except they're not a duo. Um,
2: uh. Anyway. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, I went on night dives and it's really creepy because there's like for sure monsters that live in the ocean, but they're just regular things that live down there that we know of. Like not that regular. come out at night.
0: Abominations.
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: you were talking about arrival.
2: Oh, was I? <laughs> so I loved it. I was a big, big fan. Um couple of small things I think it could have benefited with me not knowing what was happening the whole time in the movie. Like, not having spoiled, but that's my own fault. Did our um, podcast
0: spoil it for you? Was it, like, the yeah, on end episode?
2: Yes, but I did it on purpose. Like well, I, sure. I listen to your guys' podcast when I haven't seen the movie just because I don't care. But, because I hate myself. But in this case, you regret it. Um, I would recommend that people watch it having not heard about it, but I don't think it took away that much from the movie, to be honest. It gave me a different interpretation, like, watching it for a second time, but for the first time. Yeah. I really liked it, except for Jeremy Renner. He sucks. He can go fuck himself. Hawkeye is the worst Avenger. Bye. <coughs> yes.
0: That is true. I'll co-sign that. Hawkeye is the worst Avenger. And oh, it's dude. not even close. About. Like, he's just the fucking worst.
2: But overall, it was a decent watch. It's on Hulu and Amazon Prime now. So, go watch it.
1: Everybody should. I'm cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: it's Visually, it's beautiful, and... Amy Adams has a really good performance in it, and I haven't seen her in something where she was able to really stretch her acting legs in a while.
0: Some would say it was the second best film of 2016.
2: Some would say that. Some would
0: say it's number
1: five.
2: <laughs> Some would also say that. <laughs>
1: because Kubo was better.
2: Kubo for sure was better than this movie. Was Kubo like, really higher on your list?
1: I can't remember, but the kids were watching it yesterday, and I was like, oh,
2: yeah, oh. okay." We were talking about that because we saw a thing for Coco. Mm. And I'm so excited for yeah, Coco. Coco does look awesome. I thought it had already come out, but I'm very excited to see it.
0: Yeah, it comes out next week. We'll talk about that on the next uh, the next episode.
2: Cool episode. Um, episode. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, you got
3: some other <laughs> stuff to,
0: to cruise on through. <laughs> uh, We're done with the rival. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done? I mean, you don't have to be done. That, no, I'm, I'm done. done. Okay, uh, I have five things left. Okay. I'll knock out a couple I have of them. Two more. Me too. Um. Oh, I'll get a fun one out of the way. So I saw The
1: Room for
3: the
2: first time. <laughs>
0: yes. Tom, are you familiar with The Room?
1: I'm confused. Is it?
0: Not Room. The Room.
1: Which one's The Room?
0: The, the, I've seen trailers for The Disaster Artist. Yes.
2: Tommy Wiseau. So, yeah.
0: The movie The Disaster Artist is based on. The best, worst movie I've made. You haven't seen
2: The Room?
1: No. I hadn't I seen didn't the, know that The Disaster Artist was playing off of something. Like, riffing yeah.
0: or something.
2: Oh, it's... Do you not really is know, like, the story the disaster The Disaster Artist is the making of no, The No, but room. I'm
1: excited for The Disaster Artist.
2: You should go see The Room first.
1: Okay.
0: Well... Yes. If, if you can. The Room is renowned for being one of the worst movies ever made, but it has a really strong cult following. Best worst movies ever yeah, made. Yeah, because it's... Okay. So, going into this movie... <laughs> uh, th- so, okay. So, uh, from... Uh, they're marketing the disaster artist by having uh, screeners of The Room, and The Room is a famous like midnight movie that's well known for like crowd interactions. So you're supposed to say things at certain times, and I'll get into specifics. Similar to Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah. It's an interactive theater experience. So they were doing
2: what the, what is going on right <laughs>
1: now? Uh, I was I was communicating to Paris that I haven't seen Rocky.
2: And I immediately or, uh, rolled yeah. my eyes because I'm very disappointed in Tom.
0: So, Picture something?
1: Show? God.
0: The distribution company was doing like special screenings of the room. So I saw this downtown. And I was excited to see it. But I had a really bad day. So I was in a bad mood. I saw it with my girlfriend and her two friends. We all went together. Uh, and I was excited. You get in. Uh, it was free, by the way. So this was like you know, like the screeners that we go mm-hmm. to. It's first come, first serve. You get the ticket sure. sent to your email. So we get there, and we walk in, and free medium popcorn, free soda, free drink ticket if you wanted to get a drink outside, right. free shirts, and they give you uh, there's a there was a giant table full of plastic spoons outside of the, and they encourage you to take a handful of plastic spoons and a little football. So essentially <laughs> the movie happens and they even give you like a like a sheet sheet thing where it's like anytime there's a shot of the Golden Gate Bridge it, it's going to pan across the Golden Gate Bridge and anytime Uh-oh. you see that you're supposed to go, 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 go. And if it doesn't get all the way to the other end of the bridge, you're supposed to go, oh. And then if it does get to the end, everyone's supposed to cheer. Anytime Denny walks into the room, you're supposed to go, hi, Denny. And then anytime he leaves, you're supposed to go, bye, Denny. Like, stuff like that. And I had such a miserable experience. Why? Oh, my God. I was in such a bad mood. I... Anytime, this seems
2: like you're bread and butter. No you way. You love stupid B movies. Anytime
0: other people are having more fun than me, it makes me have <laughs> less fun. Oh,
2: my God. You are the worst person alive. Because
0: everyone was
2: like... I'm glad this is on movie. record. I'm glad this is on record that <laughs> when people have more fun than you... Oh, my God. Are you Ladybird? What's happening? Well, okay. So I, w- I just wanted to watch the fucking movie
0: I'm getting, the bad, I'm getting hit in the head with spoons the whole time. Matt, like,
2: if you just wanted to watch the movie, you should have downloaded it. If you go somewhere where it's an experience, I like, know,
0: but, okay. you know what so it's going to be. Let me finish my thought. No. So part of the reason why I had such a terrible time is because people were quoting lines constantly. So it was like, I just wanted to hear the lines. Everyone was quoting it. But also people were trying to be funny on their own. Like outside of all of the crowd stuff. Um, were, people would yell, yeah, riffing, yelling comments. And it's like, just shut the fuck up! You're not funny. Leave me alone. <laughs> I just want to watch my movie. Can everybody go home?
2: That's not stop the throwing spoons for in that. my hand.
0: I know, and I, I was in a bad mood, so I probably let it. You done good. It also didn't help that uh, I told, I said I was with some people. Uh, they were having a great time. They loved it, so they were like making little comments. I was on the end, so it's just. Feeling ignored oh and having a terrible time. I was like, my <laughs> girlfriend's ignoring me. Oh my God, you're the this fucking movie worst. sucks. God.
2: <laughs> Matt, if he's not the center of attention, he has a less Eeyore. good time. That's not true. You literally just said that. If people
0: are having more fun than you, that's different than being the center of attention. It's a really bad movie. It's a fucking terrible movie. I can see... But it's a great,
2: terrible movie. Why
0: it would be fun. But it's not as funny. Like, people were losing their fucking minds. Yeah, it's so funny. And I... Stuff that I didn't think was funny at all. Matt,
2: the first time you... Okay, so the first time I watched The Room, we had downloaded it. It was just me and my previous boyfriend, like, at home, whatever. It was super funny. And then I saw the Riff Tracks version, and it was even funnier. And then I went and saw like a live Rift Tracks version, and I was drunk, and it was even fucking better. So I feel like that's how you got to do it. You can't see it for the first time in a setting where everyone else has fucking seen it. Yeah. Of course you're not gonna enjoy it. Of course you're gonna have a bad time. Well, that's not that's your
0: own fault. True, because two. So I went with four people. Only one person had seen it, and the other two people fucking loved it. Really? Yeah. It was mostly just me being in a bad mood. Anyway, don't go see The Room. The Room is garbage. Go see The Disaster Artist instead. No, I'm good. Um, So, I I can see why people like it, but it's like one of those weird cult following things that I just, it's just not for me. Like, I love shitty B-movies, and it did make me laugh quite a bit, but, you know... It was also ruined by everyone sh- screaming the lines as they happened. And, you know, maybe it wasn't the ideal experience for me because I...
1: You're sensitive to the crowd, man.
0: I, I absolutely am. I yes. get distracted very easily.
2: I feel like I want to watch it with you sometime, like, just at your house.
0: I would be curious to see it again, even given how negative an experience I had. But uh, If you
1: watched it at home with, like, two other people, would you do the Golden Gate bridge chair?
0: No, <laughs> that was one of the things that made me laugh the hardest.
1: Though, that. <laughs> oh, <Didn't> make it. <laughs> there's there's
0: lots of stuff like that. So I mentioned people throwing spoons in uh, one of the apartments, which that's... I've heard
2: at Central Cinema they do is like because they screen it like once a month and it's always sold out. And I'm actually going to go see it on New Year's. So they're doing a screener of it, but apparently they they have people throw spoons, and I still don't quite understand what part they do that at or why
0: in the apartment there's a, a framed picture of spoon for some reason <laughs> so anytime it's I on forgot, screen so people good. yell spoon and they just like throw spoons everywhere so like okay. God, as you can imagine you me see. being in a bad mood mm-hmm. having a terrible time getting pelted in the head by spoons was not an ideal Just back to me man. back
3: row i
0: was not close towards the back but people were throwing them forward so it people was, are like, just throwing spoons at Matt's head. Little did he know. That's what it felt like.
1: They were like, this guys hasn't seen the movie.
3: <laughs> Let's throw spoons at him. Well, the
0: girl sitting next to me was like, have you seen this before? I was like, no. She's like, oh my God, you are in for a treat. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm I was excited. Like, I'm excited. And then the oh whole time. God. I had a really I shitty day, okay? You. She was also <laughs> laughing really hard at everything. Oh, and now I was just like, shut God. the fuck <laughs>
1: up. Matt like, hates the enjoy enjoyment this? of other people. She was doing it for your, pl- you know. To make
0: it better
2: Did for you me? say for I'm your just, pleasure? Yeah, you <laughs> Doing it for your pleasure. <laughs> she was ribbed. Anyway, that's,
0: that's, <laughs> what? That's all I'll say about the room. Uh, and another tie-in to another thing we talked about. Uh, I watched *Polytechnique*, which is one of the early films from Denny Villeneuve, director of mm, *Arrival*. Classic. Uh, Travis has talked about it before. It's the like school shooting. Or yeah, it's yeah. a community college oh. shooting in Montreal. It's black and white. It takes place during the events of a school shooting. It was good. It's definitely my least favorite of his films that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that an early one? Uh yeah, it, it was like his third or fourth feature. It's um one of his more well known ones from like the early portion of his career. But I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't love it. I enjoyed it, but I feel like it didn't really it wasn't super interesting like it was mostly just like a massacre like there's a guy who goes into school and he kills people and you kind of get to know the people a little bit but it just wasn't super tense uh, it's a very low budget film so it doesn't look great i don't really know as far as the stylistic choice of making it black and white maybe it was to make the carnage less graphic I guess you know I don't really know but it's a good movie and I did enjoy it quite a bit but it, it's definitely the worst of, of his films because he followed up Polytechnique with Incendies and I think that's an incredible movie so I don't really have too much to say about it but we're checking out but I wasn't a huge fan um, and then I also saw um, what's the name of the fucking movie I gotta pull up my phone again uh, I've got like three left
2: I also just wanted to comment on the fact that I think Matt and I do a similar thing where we we'll, we'll enjoy a movie but like talk about how shitty it is first. Yeah. yeah. Be like, These are all the things I didn't like about this movie, five stars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh oh, I watched uh the babysitter.
1: Oh
2: yeah.
0: I thought you'd already seen that. No, Travis did. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty it was enjoyable. What's for that sure. Like? It's a Netflix original. It's about this guy who or not guys kid. He's like I think he's supposed to be 12, and he still has a babysitter, but his babysitter is super hot. Oh.
2: And it turns out she's actually part
0: of, like, a satanic cult. Yeah. So then it, the movie goes from there. But it, it's pretty fun. There's some <laughs> is it, really... like,
2: a good B
3: movie?
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's very self-aware, okay. uh, and it's a horror comedy. Like, it's more of a comedy than a horror movie. But it was entertaining. I like the, the performances in the movie. They're nothing to write home about but they're fun yeah. some cool kills um cool it kills. looks good
3: cool kills
0: yeah I especially saw this, uh... the first one like <laughs> you guys should watch it but yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: i saw this hilarious spoof and it was a picture of um uh the boyfriend from stranger things steve mm-hmm. it was a picture of steve with like the sunglasses and uh dustin with the curly haired kid isn't like the reflection in his sunglasses yeah. just as The Babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw that too. It, yeah, I,
2: there, I think there's a shirt now that has that on uh, it, it or just something.
1: I thought it was so hilarious.
2: But I haven't yeah. seen season two yet, so.
0: I've still only seen the first episode. Okay.
1: Season two?
2: Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen
1: season two yet. Okay. Well, I finished it. Well, <laughs> okay. about to spoil it <laughs> no, for I was you. like, I feel like
2: you're going to talk about it. So. I don't really
0: have anything else to say about The Babysitter. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's on Netflix. You should watch it. It's short. It's like 80 minutes it's a good watch
1: yeah i keep thinking about it because it's on there but
0: it's quick and uh, you'll like it you know i'll
2: put it on my list
0: yeah i mean you know it's not amazing but
1: yeah uh do you want to talk about stranger things real quick uh yeah i mean i don't have a ton to say except uh episode eight no how many episodes are there nine total i think no, so episode I don't know. seven I seen is terrible oh just skip episode seven
0: is that the like the one that's supposed to be kind of a standalone episode yeah Okay, I've heard talk of it.
1: Okay, it has like two cool things about it. Eleven gets a makeover. That's pretty much it.
2: Mm. <laughs> Ew, what?
0: I'm like a, like a, oh yeah, baby.
1: I'm
0: like, oh.
2: For sure that was a weird sound. I needed some clarification. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> creepy. No,
0: no, absolutely not.
2: You're a man in your 20s. I'm not she a She is a small child. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> anyway, so she gets a makeover. <laughs> she gets her hair
3: back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it's a good season. It's good. Uh, I don't know. Uh,
2: Better than season one?
1: I think. I think so. Yeah. I think so.
2: That seems to be a
0: consensus. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so <laughs> based on the, based on the interneting things I've seen, is Steve a better character in this season
1: yeah he's just more of a good guy the whole time basically
2: rather than an asshole the whole time
1: (laughs) yeah but you do i i like steve
0: no he's got his
2: redeeming qualities for sure but for most of season one he's yeah kind of a dick and even when he's redeeming he's not like great he's just oh better than you were
0: you also don't want the girl to be with him you want the girl to be with
2: will's older brother (laughs) right
1: Yeah, I was I was trying to think of which season I liked more and I didn't really like any individual plot line a ton. There wasn't anything that like blew my mind or surprised me that much or or anything. I think that all the characters have just come into their own so much that they just work. There's so much chemistry. For sure. Uh, you know, it's it's really funny still. The kids are hilarious. So other than
2: Sean Astin, are there any big character, new character introductions?
1: Uh, Yeah, there's a couple. There's like this uh, scientist guy um, who plays a pretty big role. And there's a new kid that oh. gets added to the group.
0: Mad Max. Oh, is it the
2: girl? Mad yeah. Mad Max. So I did sort of watch episode one, mm. I think, maybe two. I was very drunk. This was actually after Matt's Halloween party.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. So that. it
2: was three in the morning. Mm-hmm. We were all Decided super to throw wasted. Things on. I come out of. I was at Matt's house with his roommates, and another person was there too. And I come out, and they're watching Stranger Things. So I watched like 15 minutes of one of the first <laughs> episodes of Stranger Things, and I was like, for sure, I'm too drunk. I actually want to watch this for real, and then <laughs> went gotta, gotta to go bed.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, her and her brother are are Pretty big characters, but again, that's a, my, another complaint of mine. Is they waited so long to give those characters backstory,
3: mm-hmm. and they have
1: like so many things that they hint at with the two of them. Yeah. Um, so it, it would have been cool to get more of them, but it was it was a really <laughs> good season. Yeah,
3: I
0: need is, to get going with it again. I've only seen the pilot or not the pilot, the, the first episode of yeah. season two.
3: Well, <clears throat>
2: is it different now that Will is like more in it?
1: Sort of. He's still kind of just the lame kid that gets you know targeted (laughs) all the time yeah the small run of the litter role
2: because i was curious about that that now he's back i was like for sure he's barely in the first season yeah
1: i think around episode five i was watching it with sarah and i was just like will sucks he just can't
2: get it together (laughs) (laughs) maybe that he should just go back to the upside down (laughs) no
1: he's more of a character he has some cool stuff toward the end um yeah also speaking of tv Finished Fargo season two, and oh, Fargo nice. is so good. Season one was really good. I loved it. Season two, I liked even better. Wow, gets more stylish. I'm excited for season three, uh which it's is not on coming Hulu yet. Soon, yeah, or, I think it's finished. Did that already happened yeah, Did it, it happened. like
0: air on regular TVs?
2: Like... Yes,
1: but it's not on, not on Hulu yet. Do you know who's in it? Really? Ewan McGregor is a character. Oh
3: shit! What? I love Ewan McGregor. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, that's all I know. I haven't looked up anybody else. I'm
2: okay. low key mad that Hulu doesn't have it like streaming regularly, like they do with most shows. Well, yeah. FX
0: shows, it's kind of hard to oh, find. Oh
2: yeah, unless you have FX X FX now two or whatever. Now, got suck the my movies. cock. FX. Remember when they did uh, Got the Movies?
1: <laughs> do they not do that anymore?
2: Well, I think they still do.
0: I don't know if they still use. that. I haven't like, watched cable TV. T- I haven't had or whatever the fuck. I haven't is, had
2: cable TV in like <laughs> close to ten years now, so yeah. I don't know. Uh
1: yes, there are some great characters in Fargo season well, both seasons but especially too. Man, it's it's totally worth watching. Um yeah. That's it for TV. I need to catch up with that.
2: Awesome. I actually haven't watched any Fargo and I know I should. So, You've seen yeah. the movie though, right? Of course. It know. was
1: kind of actually I was uh kind of turned turned off by the idea of starting Fargo because I was like I've seen the movie what do they do right. like why is and it I gonna be special but it's
2: good but it's hard to like yeah. they really just to. take
1: a couple little motifs and a couple ideas and a couple images the for setting, season obviously. one in the yeah. setting of course um uh but it doesn't even take place in Fargo like Fargo oh. comes into the story they go to Fargo but it takes place in a different Minnesota town And then season two is totally different. There's no continuation. That's cool. Yeah. So you really just kind of know what you're getting into. But as far as the plot goes, it's totally novel. Yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: Uh, I have two new movies and a rewatch
0: left. How much do you guys have left to talk about?
2: I got two movies.
0: Tom, are you tapped out or you got another
1: one? I have two movies. Okay. Let's well, be swift. Let's, yeah, let's
0: T go. Swift. Paris, you want to talk about your two? Up. I'll do mine and then Tom can do his and we'll call it good.
2: Sure. So um, I saw my friend Dahmer this past week um, in theaters. It was okay. I was actually really excited to see it. I'm a bit of a slave normally to Rotten Tomatoes ratings and it has like an 81% all around the board um, solid score. So I was like, for sure, this is going to be good. And an interesting subject matter looked cool. About I was really enjoying it up until about halfway through the movie. And then I realized, oh, this is the whole movie. It's not doing anything other than this. It's just going to keep going. And then two-thirds of the way through the movie, I was like, when is this going to be over? <laughs> Which I very rarely feel anymore, but I was over it. I was ready for it to be done. It dragged. It because, okay, so essentially the movie is based off of a graphic novel written by a guy that went to high school with Jeffrey Dahmer. And then once Jeffrey Dahmer was, like, convicted, was like, whoa, I went to high school with that guy, was friends with him in high school, like, briefly, did some research on his home life and what happened and all that good stuff, made a graphic novel about it. The movie is based on their graphic novel, Honestly, I feel like the biggest thing is that it suffers from that perspective. In it, it's sort of like in *The Social Network*. The *Social Network* is based on mm. the story of Eduardo, not of Mark Zuckerberg. So there's a lot of things in *The Social Network* that, for sure, have come out later that did not happen whatsoever in that way. But but you can just tell, like, in that movie it makes Eduardo look really good and Mark Zuckerberg look like kind of a shithead, which it seems like is kind of the opposite of how real life went. Sure, This feels similarly in that it suffers from that and really that the the guy who wrote the book is his his name, quote unquote, is Durf. It's like John Durfman, something of that like that. I don't fucking remember. Some dumb name. They call him Durf. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> um, but it's It's technically from Jeff Dahmer in the film. It's technically from his perspective. And, like, it starts, the movie starts off with him gathering roadkill and putting it in acid in, like, a shed in his backyard. But so much of it, nothing really happens. It ends right before his first kill. And I, I didn't give any spoiler alerts because... There's basically nothing to spoil in this movie. Nothing really happens. It goes through his senior year, and it's just – and I read about it after, and I guess it was – it follows pretty similarly to, like, what happened in real life, but –
1: Just him getting slowly creepier as the year goes on?
2: Yeah, but, like, not really. Like, it starts off with, you know, he's literally, like, boiling animals in, like, roadkill and acid to, like, collect their bones in a shed. And then he gets less creepy.
0: (laughs) Does it does it try to humanize him too much? Like I could feel I've heard that it could be problematic because it's it's trying to like provide background. It sort of
2: makes him sympathetic in a way where it shows his home life wasn't great. But from what I can understand, so a, a big part of the movie is that he acts his way of connecting with people and the way he actually meets his friend group in the movie and in real life was he sort of acted like he was having seizures and he would quote unquote spaz out. And they focus on that a lot in the movie to an extent where a, I felt uncomfortable because he was like pretending to act like someone who was mentally disabled in a way that I felt was pretty exploitative. Like we talked about earlier with, Uh, With three billboards, it felt real. This felt exploitative, for sure. Mm. But apparently he would actually do that. And then later, the Derf guy that did the graphic novel found out that that was because his mom would have seizures and basically act similarly until, like, someone stopped her, essentially. And she was, like, addicted to pills. And they, like, touch on all of that. And his home life is, like, not great. But... It didn't Maybe not feel enough,
1: like source material to actually yes work off of yes
2: exactly it felt like they were really stretching it and also they didn't go anywhere extreme with it like there were so many things where they could have really dived in and they didn't like they touch on his, the fact that he's homosexual but like barely and a couple different things like that. And honestly, there's a part at the end, like it's it's billed as like a crime thriller, but there's a part at the end where it seems like something's going to happen and it's really creepy and intense and then nothing really happens. And I feel like that's kind of a good encapsulation of the whole movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Just a tease.
2: Yeah. Not great. What would you rate it? Three. Three
0: out of
2: five? Yeah. It's... I would say so if you're
0: barely a- worse than Lady Bird.
2: Well, see, that's honestly, honestly, <laughs> I forgot that I had rated Dahmer three, and that's why part of why I bumped up Lady Bird. I actually probably would bump up Lady Bird to like a four point five. Or would you or bump 4. down Dahmer? No, it wasn't. The movie itself visually was really interesting. The acting was decent. I, I just. It reminded me of that movie that Matt saw where he was like I don't know, it happened to me. Like I don't really oh, remember that it. Yeah, <laughs> when you were like super asleep or something. Oh uh, yeah, you were, like, like Walking Dead.
0: Thing. Oh, it was Strong Island, I think is what it was called. Yeah.
2: It just it wasn't terrible. It just nothing happened and I got bored, honestly. Especially for like I'm really into like serial killer shit. Um, and I just found it super boring. I did a lot of w- Wikipedia research after on Jeffrey Dahmer, and I honestly found the Wikipedia research more interesting than the <laughs> it was movie. Thrilling. yeah. Yeah, like, it just sucked. Especially because it, the movie literally ends with him meeting the first person he killed. That's where the movie ends. Like, you oh, cut God. out all the interesting stuff about his life. Yeah. It was not great.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anything else on that? Okay. Uh did you have one more? Yes. Oh yeah. One we watched together.
2: Yeah, we watched uh Matt and I watched Anomalisa on Friday night. Oh good. Did you see that
1: Yeah, I saw it.
2: (laughs) I still don't know how to feel about this movie. How how could anybody know how to feel
1: about that? (laughs) Matt knows
2: how to feel about it. I literally asked him. So many I asked him on the way over here. (laughs) Like so what is your interpretation of this movie? How do you feel about this movie? Because I'm still like... It's a like Synecdoche,
1: New York subplot. Mm. No, I... <laughs> but I
2: really, really like Synecdoche, New York. And I... Visually, this movie was stunning. The scene in the dream where the bottom half of its face falls off. Because they're all dolls, right? So when know. the bottom half of his face fell off, I thought that was perfect. And the use of... Matt brought up the use of the different voices in the film. The fact that the main character, his voice is different than everyone else's until you get to Lisa and her voice is the only one that's different. And then when he starts to change on her, her voice sort of becomes part of that same part of the mass. And one thing I did find really cool about that scene is that there's like a light shining through behind her and, It really, without putting it, shoving it in your face, it felt like in the light of day. Now that he's seeing her, how she really is, he's like grossed out and like annoyed. Repulsed by her. Yeah, repulsed by someone who he was like almost like uh, in love with after having first met the night before but i really like the way because during the scene i was like why is the light shining behind it because it's it's all dolls it's a fabricated world they're very specific about everything like the lighting and everything so i was like this is an interesting choice and i think it was literally to like shine the light on on who she is as a real person and that's not really what he wanted mm-hmm. i don't know man <laughs>
1: did you get anything more out of it this time matt
2: uh, no, this is probably like the
0: the fourth time I've seen it. Uh, I still think it's incredible. I like Charlie. I, I need to watch it setting. again
1: just by myself. Yeah. Without my wife, who's hating it every second. <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> pretty funny. Like there are some parts that still make me laugh when I watch it.
2: Honestly, I and I hadn't actually talked about Matt about this, but I feel like it's a little sexist in the female character display Mm. because there's four female characters in it. There's his wife, uh, the girl or the woman that he was previously in a relationship with, who I can't remember the name of Uh, Donna, Donna, uh, Lisa and Lisa's friend. I
0: don't remember the friend's name.
2: Lisa's friend, friend. (laughs) And, all four of those women all display different, like, stereotypical female traits that aren't necessarily positive.
0: Or flattering.
2: Or flattering, yeah. It's sort of like when... I I feel like like when guys talk about negative female stereotypes, those are kind of the four big ones that they talk about. I don't know. There was a lot of... Stuff that about that I didn't like. However, there was a lot of stuff I did like. I liked the realistic feeling of it, despite the fact that it's dolls and it's all a created world. felt very real. Like, when he's in the airplane, the pilot talking. When he's in the airport, there's a lot of background noise. When they're having sex for the first time, it felt very much like two people having sex for the first time. The way they take off their clothes and all that. All those interactions felt very real to me. And... I don't know. I I, I I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out how I felt about the movie.
0: Sure, uh, that's fair. I mean, it's only one of the best movies in the past uh, ten <laughs> years, but that's
2: okay. I like Charlie Kaufman. I like Synecdoche, New York, and um,
0: Eternal Sunshine. Spotless Eternal Mind. Sunshine
2: of the Spotless Mind much better, mm-hmm. and I think those are the only other two of his films that I've seen. You haven't seen Being John Malkovich i also like that better i have seen that i really like that movie as well and all of them i like better than this not to say this is a bad movie i just all of his movies are highly interpretive and i feel like this one more so than maybe his some of even his more abstract movies like the other two that we talked about i feel like
0: in new york is probably harder for most people to connect with, but there are more, like, concrete things that you can latch on to. So if it resonates yeah. with you, it's easier to kind of glom on to it. Whereas, like, Anomalisa is a little bit more focused in its vision. So if you're not all on board with it, like, it can be hard yeah. to, to, gra- to find things to grasp to.
2: And honestly, it was hard because I fucking hated the protagonist. Sure. He, he's
0: supposed to be a narcissist. Right. In, uh, he's a narcissistic
2: asshole that... I, I just... But I feel like even He's most... not
1: real, Paris. You know that, right? What?
2: <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, like, I think that's part of why I had a hard time with this movie is because most even anti-hero protagonists, I can find something in there that I can understand about them. And really... This, I just wanted to punch him in the face. I, I got really... He's a
1: little bit too real. <laughs> honestly. Yeah.
2: I... It was like a person that I didn't like. Sure.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Anything else? We should probably bottle I know it's super late. Okay, so I have three. I'm just going to run through them real quick. I re-watched 50 First Dates uh, because I hadn't seen in a long time, and I think I was actually talking with Paris or someone. I remember
1: this movie coming up recently.
0: And uh, it's not great. No,
1: it's not great.
0: I liked it when I was younger, and I do, you know, I still had fond feelings for it, but it was... People love that movie. Yeah, and on a rewatch, it's really not very funny at all. It is sweet. Like, I get it. It's a sweet movie, but it's not, like, profound or touching in any way. It's like, yeah, you know, it's sweet because he loves her even though it's clearly like a very tough situation to be in having to live through the same day over and over again and make her fall in love with him but it's also kind of like a uh, like a male fantasy like because every day he can make this girl fall in love with him all over again over and over and over and even though it's supposed to be like a point of conflict in the film it's still like you know He fails quite a bit because she just doesn't want to talk to him. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I don't know. Uh, Some of the humor is kind of offensive, which you is expected from, you know, an Adam Sandler movie from this from this era. It's fine. She Paris was arguing with me. Cause I was trying to say it's not very good and I was like, it's not even top ten Adam Sandler movies, and she was like, name your top ten Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> I was like, fucking yeah, and then I did it. Uh and yeah, it holds up even less than I than I thought it would. It's like a a three out of five for me. Yeah. It's totally passable, it's a sweet movie, but it's not very funny. Drew Barrymore kinda gets on my nerves, honestly. They both get on my nerves. Paris apparently loves it, but
2: I don't love it. It's just... It's not even in the top 10 Adam
0: Sandler movies.
2: Matt and I actually had a texting argument about this. So I hear. Oh, I was in the bathroom. I didn't... I didn't didn't know it
1: was over text. I just knew it was an argument.
2: Yeah, we were texting (laughs) Matt and I always have arguments. She
0: challenged me to name better movies, and I did.
2: I asked... No, I didn't challenge you. I said, okay, what are your top Adam Sandler movies? Because I was curious and the number one was Punch Drunk Love, which I haven't seen, and I have heard it's very good. But honestly, some of them, like Waterboy, have you re-watched Waterboy? Yeah. For like, sure like it's not as ago. good as it was when I was like Oh, it's not. 11. It's not, but it's still better than Fifty First First Dates. I like Fifty First Dates. It's, it's, a, cute, like that. Have that. it's a cute It's a rom-com. I'm not no a big rom-com fan, but I think it's cute.
1: It's not as good as How to L- Lose You Guys. 10 days.
2: Oh, for sure it's better than that. <laughs>
0: the movie sucks. Anyway, so that was 51st dates and then I watched two of my Criterion collection Blu-rays, uh both recent acquisitions. I watched Personal Shopper, which I actually released earlier this year.
2: Oh yeah, how was that?
0: Uh I liked it a lot. Uh it stars um uh Kristen Stewart. It's a French film. Oh, yeah. And it's not really what I was expecting. It's kind of... uh, French. Supernatural drama? Oh. It's not really what I was expecting. It has to do with, like, ghosts. And there are, like, elements of horror. It's definitely not a horror movie, but there's elements of it. So it's, like, her dealing with grief uh and also it deals with celebrity the performances are really good it looks beautiful hmm. uh, i wish it went a little bit further with with its concept but i certainly like what it ended up doing and it's one i i think i i do want to try and rewatch again before we do year-end stuff because i feel like it has potential to like hit that next level on a rewatch. watch just so i might pick up on more uh but it's great uh it'll definitely come up in in year-end discussion how you watch that one uh, I bought it. I have the Criterion. Oh right, Criterion. So yeah, if you want to catch up with that, I have the the Blu Ray. I would be
2: down to rewatch it with you when you when you watch it because mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. That's good. That's
0: good. Uh, and the other Criterion I watched was uh, "Women on the ner- the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown," which is a Pedro Almodovar film. That's
2: the name of the film.
0: Women on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yes, yeah. from the late eighties, uh, it was his breakout like international hits. Uh, I'm a big fan of his work. He he's done uh, talk to her all about my mother. Uh, Volver. Uh, he's a Spanish filmmaker, and he's does he focus mostly on women? Yes, uh, he. Most of his films are about uh, women or uh, just people on. Spain.
2: Well, <laughs> Spanish women.
0: <laughs> a lot of his movies are about uh gender. So he has a film about a trans woman. He oh. has a film about people who are homosexual, you know. It's just about on the spect- the queer spectrum, I guess. Um so that's he deals with that subject matter a lot and he's very funny, he's very uh stylized but also has a keen eye for, you know, addressing what makes these people human and is not they're not just Caricatures of identities, you know? Like that is part of who they are, their their gender and their the way they express themselves, but that's just a part of it. Uh and this movie was really good. It's about uh women who deal with stressful situations and it just piles up and then they have nerves breakdowns. (laughs) Uh and it's funny, it's it's weird, it's uh it's got Antonio Banderas in it, a very young Antonio Banderas. Uh, it's good. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his work. It's it's a lesser work for me. I like most of his other films. I've seen more, but
2: oh. it was good. Would you say this would be a good like intro to his stuff? Because I haven't watched any. Of his it films. would be a
0: decent intro, but there, there's better. I feel like uh, all about my mother is probably the best. Is the best introduction to his work for sure. Talk to her is really good too. Talk to her is probably my favorite. But
1: so anyway. how many unwatched Criterion do you have left?
0: I've got probably like six or seven like seen.
2: criterion that you've bought that haven't watched yet yes okay yeah
0: films that i have not seen before there are a couple that i have seen but i haven't actually watched my criterion yet like dr strange love i've mm-hmm. seen that movie but i haven't watched the criterion
2: i've never actually seen it i it's know it's like good. it's top of my should watch list we could
0: mm-hmm. try and watch it before we go to that show
2: tonight do we have time it's not until like eight isn't that like a three-hour movie no, it's like two hours. This is a conversation. Anyway, after the podcast. we can have that off. Air. Let's take that one offline. That's gonna <laughs> oh, do <fuck> it off. <laughs> every fucking day on my goddamn fucking field calls. Um, can we take that issue offline? Ugh. I have to say that I fucking hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it for me.
0: Does anyone else have anything else?
1: Yeah, I got two. Uh, also, did you guys see? That Amazon spent millions and millions and millions of dollars, somewhere upwards of 200 million, I don't know, it's like 250, to buy the global rights to the Lord of the Rings, and they've already committed to a multi-year television show. I did see that. I
3: did, Set
1: before the War of the Ring, that's supposed to be like, you know, competitor to Game of Thrones, although I'm sure they won't make it as Uh, as uh, racy.
2: So my thought is they're doing similar to what Disney did when they bought the Star Wars franchise why not because it's it's already got a built-in fan base like you know it's stuff that people like people fucking cream over game of thrones like it's their fucking child
0: and game of thrones is coming to an end with the next season so there's gonna be a void to
2: fill it makes a lot of sense from a marketing perspective
1: (laughs) yeah anyway i'm stoked because i'm a big lord of the rings fan i'll watch just about anything that takes place in that universe okay um i watched (laughs) was that just like a random tangent that was a random tangent (laughs) totally um i watched the world's end which is edgar wright's third in this trilogy third in the the cornetto Cornetto trilogy yeah what's that guy's name edgar wright simon pegg simon pegg simon pegg yeah this movie was just okay for me really world's end yeah it's not that funny
2: of the three i think it's
3: third <laughs> yeah
1: i think it probably did some stuff that was uh maybe cooler at the time like you know um oh i had the comparison movie in my head but all the action scenes are like the sped up kind of it's it's kind of like the action scene from the kingsman oh like something. the guy
2: that's in um uh pff, the limo driver the transporter like oh, that oh uh
1: i don't know so if i've seen those but enough. you
2: know what i'm talking about where it's um What's Jason the other one? J- the know. other movies that Jason crank? Statham is in, Crank. That's what I was like, in Crank?
1: I haven't seen Crank. <laughs> no, it's,
0: God def- damn it. it's definitely not. It's just,
3: you know, like it's just normal crank. people doing that. a, chor- a choreographed
1: fight and they just speed it up. Yeah. So it just goes by faster. Yeah. yeah. I-, I don't know. I- I'm sure it was novel at the time, but, uh,
2: uh,
1: you know. I think it just hasn't aged quite as well. As I
2: feel like even at that time it maybe was a little overdone.
1: I don't know. I prefer Simon Pegg as the straight man and that other dude as the funny guy. But you have to get halfway th- through the movie for that to happen in yeah. this one. Yeah. I do always appreciate um, beer worship. So that was <laughs> great.
2: They do love beer a lot. <laughs> uh,
1: and uh, Pierce Brosnan being in a movie, that's a plus. But I forgot he was
0: in Yeah, I, I say literally, it the even time?
2: same, I saw it in theaters, and I 100% don't remember even now that you've said that. Is he yeah. a bad guy?
0: Yes. Isn't Martin Freeman in it, too, for like a hot second? Or oh, no, he's in the crew, right? Martin yeah, Freeman.
2: The crew. There's a spoiler I was about to say, so I mounted well, to it Matt, to and he like, for sure forever. did not I understand exactly what I was saying.
1: Was in, he's a bad guy.
2: No, but that's... The part at the
0: end though He turns out to be a bad guy, but you don't know that like, at the beginning. When, when,
1: when they're arguing.
0: Yeah, with at like the very yeah, end when they're talking. It was kinda of funny, like, but I was
1: already at that point I was like, okay.
2: I um, think of the three worlds end is definitely the bottom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I need to see it again, but
1: um so we'll see what Travis thinks next week, I guess. Or next uh, show. And then um, I watched Let the Right One In. I watched that this morning. Yeah.
0: How was that? First time watch?
1: Yeah, first time watch. It was good. It was very bizarre, very interesting. What's um, that one about again? That one is about a little boy and then a little girl moves in next door and he only sees her at night and she comes out and she never seems to be like affected by the cold. And oh, then... she's
2: the Goosebumps girl.
1: Close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty quickly you realize that she's a vampire or something like a vampire. Uh this movie is like pretty brutal at times. There's some horrific deaths, which are quite satisfying. Huh. <laughs> um, I don't know. It has, uh, it, it's not like super fun to watch. It's not fast paced by any means. It's not like an a pure horror film or, or an action film or even like a, a drama. It's just the relationship between the two kids and and uh them kind of working it out because she's struggling with being a vampire even though she wants to be a normal 12 year old and he's struggling with being bullied at school um so they kind of help each other out in that way uh and it has a really weird ending that i won't spoil for people who want to watch it um but uh yeah i I liked it a lot i i gave it a four star rating wow just honestly just because of how interesting it is um I don't know. You've seen it, right, Matt?
0: Yeah, I've still only seen it once, though, and it was yeah. years ago. I own it. It's another one that I'm due for a rewatch on. But... Yeah. I haven't seen it. I would like to. It's great. It's very good.
2: You don't often see, like, children vampire main characters. Yeah.
1: It's a show, or it's a, it's a movie that shows rather than telling, which... It's fun.
0: Always you know? great. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty quiet movie, too. Yeah. There's not a ton of music from what I remember. Mm-mm. Lots of just lingering on um, shots of the snowfall and the kids being outside in the dark. You yeah, know? it's
1: very spare. All the homes, I think it's set in the 80s oh. uh, in like Norway or something. Wow. Um, so everything's pretty like sparse and bleak and the houses, you know, aren't very like well furnished or anything.
2: Northern Europe has a great way of... Of that feeling, depressing. Yeah, that's sort of <laughs> depressing, sparse, like yeah, open land, yeah. but gray and it's creepy. Yeah,
1: but it's not you know it's not a movie that's gonna scare you. Right. Cool. All
0: right. Anything else? That's it. Paris. No, that's that's it. I think. Okay. Cool. Well, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, there was a segment we were thinking about introducing on this episode, but I think we'll just wait until Travis is back.
2: Called Netflix and Chill?
3: No,
0: not that one.
2: <laughs> so I just want to tell everyone that I suggested a segment called Netflix and Chill, where they just like watch a movie or a film on Netflix and talk like about a Netflix
0: it. Original or just yeah. some movie on? It?
2: An, a Netflix original like and not like an every time segment but apparently they did not like that idea and said fuck you Paris I'm just gonna do whatever we want that's, anyway
1: did I say that I don't think I said that yeah that's
2: a direct quote <laughs> thank you
1: you're misquoting because I said that <laughs>
2: yes. perfect I brought <laughs> right, it up bro, with wrong person with Tom, Matt, and Travis at Travis's birthday and they were like yeah maybe and then didn't do it the next time and I was like <laughs>
0: "Oh, <laughs> bummer <laughs> uh Next time we record, Uh, Coco is coming out, the new Pixar film, Mm -hmm. Uh, The Disaster Artist, and I don't know if it's going to be open here or not, but The Shape of Water, the new uh, Guillermo del Toro.
2: Those all look really, really good.
0: So we'll be seeing at least two of those. Since
2: I'm taking over for Travis, I vote all three. (laughs) The new Travis. Travis.
1: Old Travis would have voted for all three plus another 17. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. different
2: for sure, I only Do came in favorite. here having watched two other movies and Travis would have watched 20. So I feel like I did him a disservice.
0: He's going to have to catch up on the next one. though, so he's going to have to rattle off 28,
1: movies. 40, oh,
2: no. 43.5 movies that he's watched in the last We're two gonna have to weeks. Make him give,
1: a, give us a list beforehand. We'll just scratch out. Yeah. You're not, not going to talk you know. about that. It'll be kind of like <laughs> yeah.
2: when uh, y'all have done the, um, the brackets, like, no, for sure. Not that. <laughs>
0: uh okay well that's gonna do it for this episode send us an email cinephilesdigest at gmail.com like us on twitter facebook all that stuff uh we will be back in a couple of weeks paris thank you for joining us
2: yeah thanks for having me thanks
1: paris
0: i'm sure you'll be back again in the relatively near future
2: theoretically next time not as fake travis but we'll see
1: <laughs> fourth wheel
0: we'll see what happens <laughs> all right thank you guys for listening tune in next time
3: Bye. <laughs>